Hey, where are the white women at? But how did he get down to his underwear that fast? We'll just have to take these pants off so that I can take a closer look. Still others evolved so much, they don't even need to wear pants. <laughs> If I pull this any closer to my face, can I totally block myself out from you? Like, if I just do this, what if I look through this spit fucking filter? I wonder, oh, the spit filter, that's what you're talking about. I thought you were talking about my penis. No. I'm going to try to swear a little bit less, Joe. Fewer? Fewer. I'm going to try to swear fewer. All right. I already dropped an F-bomb. Yeah. First sentence. Yeah, no shit. Oh, there's a shit. 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 I said shit like five times now. So what, what if I just look at you like the whole show just like this? Super annoying, but it's fine. It's whatever. Uh, you know, there's no eye contact. It's not weird. No, it's not. It's not weird. All right. All right. So uh, you made me a drink. We're I did. Out, we are all out of vodka because here. I am. I gave away all my vodka. Right. You no, on no shit, people. He has on any given any given day I, at least three bottles of Tito's vodka in the freezer, and there's no Tito's no, in I the have freezer. None. But some of it, like anyways, I went. I brought it to Kevin's party for his birthday last month. Right, and then uh, my Port- family was in town. And Portia's graduation. Portia, stuff. Portia needed to take the edge off of graduation, so she was drinking some Tito's. Yeah, I, I got that. Brought the bottle with the handle on it, so she could really just hang on to it, not lose. That way, control. she could really strap it on and and, yeah. and just walk around her right. graduation party with, with less chance of dropping the bottle. Not at all what happened, actually. Oh. Amazingly anyway, enough. So I don't have any vodka. And uh, so I have a big old plastic tub of alcohol in the office here. Yes, uh, I, we call it the tub of fun. I was rubber, rummaging through and I went, well, I don't have any alcohol. I don't have any, excuse me, I don't have any uh, vodka. So we're going to go uh, original. We're going to go OG uh, you know, martini. We have gin, dirty gin martinis. Yep. Not very dirty, just very slightly just dirty. Slightly, slightly dirty. And this is your first time, you said. First time ever having one. All right. Let's see what happens. Oh, it does smell like gin. That's pleasant. It's not the same, is it? No, it's not the same. But I like gin. I like quality gin. I realize that this is Gordon's. Gordon's, But Gordon's eh. is not bad. It's not like if I, I mean, it'll get you drunk, one. And two, it tastes like gin. So it's not bad. I'm sure it's not shitty quality. I think Um, think it was my father's um, go-to lower price gin. Yeah? I think it was. Like when times were tough at Delta? Thanks. That's what. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He never. Uh, went through that. No, I think he, he just liked it. He drank a lot of uh, gin. You know, because call them martinis. Because a vodka martini really is. And we talked about this. Really isn't a martini. It's really not a martini. Right. Allegedly, I man, one of the most interesting deep dives you could ever do is looking at the history of specific drinks. Because mm-hmm. Dano tried to get a little. He tried to get a little, a little pushy with me about. Uh, 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 like an old fashioned, as he said, an old fashioned. Uh, he's like where I, where I come from, because when he turned twenty one, he went up to. He, he's from Michigan, but he has a most like most of his family lives in Wisconsin. Okay, so he went up to Wisconsin. He turned twenty one. He had all this, you know, da 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 bars and whatnot. And now he goes back there every time he gets a he gets what he calls a proper old fashioned. And it, it's like there, it's like there's like vodka in it, and there's it's not it's not it's made it's it's supposed proper. to be. Yeah, and I look. I looked at the history. I had to look up the history of it, and 
No, no. Old fashions have always had bourbon. They've always been bourbon. Always. That's a weird, and it's just a weird regional thing. And then, I, but then I looked up, and but like in my searching, I found the Wisconsin old fashioned, and how people up there just think that. And they, is that what a, it is? That's they, what he. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. what he's talking about, and he thinks that. The, I'm like, no, Dano, it's bullshit. Has he had? Do you know a bourbon? Yeah, he doesn't like him as much. Oh, okay, I'm like, well, that's you know, clear alcohols are for uh, uh, rich white women on diets. Exactly. That's what Ron Swanson says on Parks and Rec. That's what we're drinking. This but right the, now. I am a rich white woman on a diet with three olives. Yes. And by the way, with my uh, given to me from a friend of mine back east, you know, these are kind of vintage Beechcraft. Very cool glasses. Yeah, I broke one. Didn't of course you, know you did. Yeah. I like that they nest inside each other. That the, the way yeah. they stack. Yeah. You can tell that they're meant to be stacked like as a four piece, which which is only three for you. So you kind of wonder. But they're what, really cool. Rock but it's actually glasses. Beechcraft, and this is a. Uh, it's a. Let me see. If this is. A, let me get my glasses on. I think it's they're a, all Beechcraft uh, aircraft. Oh, on, that's on, a on uh, that's a uh, Beech Tiger Wing. That's a uh, Twin Beech. That's a VTL Bonanza, and a uh, regular banana. Anyway, and a Baron. It looks like. Anyways. <laughs> oh, I'm we sorry. Lost sorry. Everybody. Yeah, you lost me. But I wonder what. He just found these on eBay, I think. He thought they were cool, and he sent them to me. Thank you very much, George. I appreciate that. But the point is, though, what were these for? Guaranteed they were for martinis. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. That's not really what I meant. I think they are meant to you, hold liquid. I what, think you like, missed my uh, oh. the glass. No. What I mean is, the why would Beechcraft... Beechcraft. 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 Would, would it be Would it be if you, I mean, when, when would Beechcraft have these tumblers like I've got in there and these I'm sure low balls or whatever something to do with a convention or uh, maybe a product release, new, a new. Um, but these are old. You can tell these aren't like new. The, I mean, these are, these are kind of. Uh, no, they look like late 60s to like mid, yeah. mid 70s, like kind of the style. What if you bought an expensive, like a twin, uh, like a Baron or something like that? And, and it, it came with something Maybe like they this. said, here's your uh, glasses. And, and maybe, yeah. I mean, I did, can, is Beechcraft one of the ones where you can order like the high-end, real fancy shit on the inside? Like rich Corinthian leather. Mostly like, the, uh, here we go on airplane or, or do you Or do you have to buy it and it, or you buy it from like a tuner, like you would like a roof Porsche or something like that? It's kind of, it's kind of like that. If you buy an expensive jet, normally what you do is you buy it kind of a, a gutted version or stripped down version. And then there are companies out there that, 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 that specialize in doing all this stuff. Would Beechcraft be a company that would sell, maybe back then, sell like their high-end line? Like these would come with like a, a, a bottle of gin, a bottle of vodka, and like a, a – I guarantee you there was like a whole cocktail shaker set that went along with these four glasses. It's possible. And all that. I think they're, I think they're fucking badass. They are kind of cool, and I'm did, so I'm so sad that I broke one. Uh, yeah, how the hell did you do that? It say? was uh, in the sink, and drunk? it broke. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't think it was drunk, but um, so that's where we're enjoying these. And I do believe again, a martini is this is the, actually a proper kind of glass, and not or not not a martini yeah, originally, glass. Originally, martinis were served on the rocks. Yeah, and uh, that, and they weren't served in the glass you spill if you hold it a couple degrees off, like the wide brim, shallow, sloping martini type glass i don't think that Which was the, i don't i've never understood that yeah, it's I've, not I, practical at all is it? it's not especially with how fucking strong martinis are yeah everybody's standing around spilling their martinis all over the floor you know so joe's looking up the history the martini the, is a cocktail made with gin and vermouth and garnished with an olive or a lemon twist right now i did not have any vermouth i pointed that out earlier it hurts so. my feelings yeah so or Let's i do have see. it i don't know where it is Dry martini, straight Who's running? or on the rocks, originally on the rocks. Ah, uh, there we go. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're close. If we had vermouth, this would have been, this could have been a drink. You kind of wonder, too, if this glass has had a classic martini in it 
this very glass back in the 60s or 70s when this which i love that i I love that marilyn monroe could have had her lips on these probably not yeah no probably not salvador martini glass Let's look up, and it came in this, I think, right? I think they normally would have a low glass. Yes. I think the it, martini it, it, glass it was, was a designer thing later on. That's yeah. like, hey, we'll put it's a, a rocks martini glass. in there. Yeah. H.L. Uh, Mencken called the martini, quote, the only American invention as perfect as the sonnet. And E.B. White. Perfect you know, as the sonnet. Do you know who E.B. White was? Uh, Wrote Charlotte's Web. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. E.B. Yeah. E. White called it, quote, the elixir of quietude. Quietude. I love it. A lot of has been said about the mar- classic martini. The uh, exact origin of the martini is unclear. In 1863, an Italian vermouth maker started marketing their product under the name of Martini after the, the director, Alessandro Martini. And the brand name may be the source of the cocktail's name. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Another popular theory suggested it evolved from a cocktail called the Martinez, served sometime in the early 1860s at the Occidental Hotel in San Francisco. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One dash of Boker's bitters, two dashes maraschino, one pony. A pony. A pony of old Tom Gin, one wine glass of sweet. What drink is this? Two ounces. Oh, this is this is like this is the uh, bartender's uh, first described. Okay, the the a Martinez cocktail, also known as a martini, was first described in Jerry Thomas's 1887 edition of his Bartender's Guide: How to Mix All Kinds of Plain and Fancy Drinks. That's a great title. Yeah, and I mean, this is one dash of bitters, two dashes of maraschino, one pony, which is a one fluid ounce of Old Tom Gin, one wine glass or two ounces of sweet Italian vermouth, two small lumps of ice. Shake thoroughly, strain into a large cocktail glass. Put a quarter of a slice of lemon in the glass and serve. Guests prefers a very sweet. Add two dashes of gum syrup. That's the the first mention in print of a martini. So it's a little more complicated back then. Way more complicated and very, very different. Yeah. Well, you would say that uh, gin, based on this, Joe, since you've had this as your first one. Yeah. It's definitely, it's got more flavor than vodka. It, it is more dynamic. Yeah. If I if I were to say that it was it's more there's multifaceted. There's an actual profile there. I don't kind. know that I would order another one. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I well I, if if anything I'll, I'd like to try one without the olive, mm-hmm. with lemon, with gin, and some vermouth, like a proper a, yeah, a, a, real, a proper gin martini. Would, would I'd I'd like to try that because I don't know that I like the mixture of the. Uh, olive juice and the gin. Well, just I just not, I just put I'm, a, I'm not, just put a just put a touch of olive juice in it. It's still uh, enough in there. It's salty. It is a little bit. It's it's good though. Um, I mean, it's a it's a. Do you know where? And I hope I'm right about this. We'll have to look this up too. Do you know where uh, gin comes from? How you make gin? What what plant? What fruit? What vegetable? Well, it's gin is technically uh, anything made with a bunch of botanicals. Okay. And steam distilled. Okay. I guess specifically but what I'm looking for is juniper what, is what you were go, looking yeah. for, and they have those. The, in the Ari- they have those in Arizona. Absolutely, yeah. I've made my own. It's not that hard. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, no, you just take juniper berries. Juniper berries, and then um, most recipes called for like when I did this, this is 15 years ago, probably. Uh, it was juniper berries, rosemary. Oh God, cardamom and a, f- a handful of others are like the base. Some and it's just bi- kind of based on your different ratios of what you you know how you want the end result to be. So what do you use to kick it off, and what kind of uh, you know for yeast or whatever? What do you do for that? Oh no, you don't have to do that. This is 
This is taking a. It's essentially like making a liqueur. Oh, now now the on like a industrial scale, what they do is is they take the they make the alcohol. Yeah. And then they distill it one more time, but with all of the botanicals thrown into the still. But the alcohol and then initially, you boil it off. and I really should know this, and I'm sure I do want you to tell me, initially to make the alcohol, to kick it into alcohol, is what? Uh, gin can be made from, from any kind of okay. alcohol. Okay. Uh, in fact, the funny thing is, is you could actually make potato gin. And on its own, because what makes it and by before you add the botanicals in there, it's just going to taste like vodka. It's going to taste like pure alcohol. It starts already making its alcohol, obviously, right on its own. Does it thing? The that's why they call it bathtub gin. Yeah, is that they would take essentially moonshine, and then add all these botanicals into the bathtub, stir it up, decant it off, and then either bottle it or distill it again. So like you're you're technically you're talking about liqueur, which is like more of a schnapps. Where you have the alcohol base, and you added some sugar syrup for sweetness, and then a bunch of flavorings. However, yeah. you add them in with it, whether it's oils or or actual plant matter and whatever, and you let it sit for a certain amount of time. The other way to do it is through like a steam distillation process, where you would take uh, you would take your base alcohol that is clear; it's it's uh, completely refined. There's no flavor to it or anything. It's just pure as pure alcohol as possible. Mm-hmm. You throw it into your still. Then throw whatever botanicals you want in there at whatever ratios you want. If you, you know, you throw juniper berries in there, like a big, uh, I forget what they call it. Uh, I want to say sobriquet, but it's not a sobriquet. It's a, it's a, it's just a, like a sachet of different botanicals. That you just throw in like okay. a, like a, like a little bag, like a muslin bag. Okay. And you throw it into the pot for the still. And then you bring it up to temperature at 175 degrees, that's when alcohol starts to boil off. Yep. And then it goes up through the Leaves boiler. The and it, what it does is it takes all and strips the oils with it. Yep. Because it's a uh, solvent. So it takes the oils from all those botanicals and goes with it into... And condenses. And, and condenses back and down, and you put it into your bottles, and then you sell but it. But for some reason, so, I'm, and I'm showing my ignorance, so for some reason I thought to kick it off to really get the process going. I know it'll make alcohol on its own. You know, these different things will do that. I thought you had to kind of make this or not. I guess you don't really, do you? In the beginning. In the beginning. In the beginning, you, okay. So I didn't know that we were going to get into distillation I no, talk. I, I had no idea. But, okay, so when you, okay, all right. We've talked about how uh, how how I hate Jack Daniels. Yes, oh, I do too. And I you do too. Not. It smells like beer vomit. It, yes, it's sour mash. It reminds me of a, yes. So here's oh, what you do: oh, yeah. is you take, they take corn and uh, uh, barley, and maybe some wheat. I can't remember what all is in their mash, but you have basically your grains. Like you're going to make mm-hmm. beer. You've made beer before a couple mm-hmm. times with Tim. Right. You and Terry did that. You know your beers. Okay, so you add grain to your your malted grain to water. You create like a tea, and that's a sugar infused tea. Then you boil that, ferment it, and some amount of time later on, you have beer that goes Fermented. into it. That's what that's you ferment. Okay, yeast. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yes. 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 It's the same kind of thing. You got to. It is the same. When you're kind making of thing. beer, then you're you're kicking it off with yeast. Okay, so way. essentially, what you do when you make when you're going to make booze like distilled, mm-hmm. this distillation is one more step past making beer you made your beer let's say it's like 10 percent alcohol right it's Mm -hmm. made out of like a single malt scotch is made with one malt not a grain bill just one malt Mm -hmm. 
Then they ferment it and you get a beer. Then they take that beer and filter it out, put it into a, a distilling setup, whatever your still is, and you boil off the alcohol and leave the water behind. Alcohol right. boils at about 170 to 175 degrees Fahrenheit. Water doesn't boil until about two, 210 to 212. Depending on, yeah. You know, depending on your sugar saturation and hardness level and all that. Yeah. So your alcohol boils off first. What's, what's boiled off? Save some technical details here and there with filtering and triple distilling and all that shit. Then the alcohol that you've, you've boiled off of that beer is now your single malt scotch. What makes it special is what kind of malt you put into it, and then, uh, then you then when you age it into what kind of barrels you age it, and then how you blend it later on. If you wanted to just say make vodka, you would use potatoes and enzymes, and those enzymes break the long chain starches and potatoes that we think of as carbohydrates. So we break them in, down into short chain sugars that yeast can eat. Then it then you make vodka in the same process. Okay. You can also make vodka from basically anything as long as it's triple distilled, and they can you can call it vodka. I think that's how because people US always rules say, are. "Oh, it's potatoes as vodka." That's not what it is. Like Tito's, one of our favorites, is made from corn. It's made from corn. You can and and they have the vodka here out here at the airport at the Desert Diamond Distillery. They make mm-hmm. a vodka that's made out of uh, agave or agave syrup. I, I didn't tell you this, but I um I when I first moved here, I think they were building the distillery about then, maybe a year or two afterwards. When gas prices back then were and they're going up again right now, as we all know. So yeah. stupid because gas, the last I heard, or oil is at $64 a barrel. And it's, I filled up today at two ninety five a gallon with my 10 cent discount. Mm-hmm. That's bullshit. Because I remember when gas or when oil was over a hundred dollars a barrel and it was right at about four bucks a right. gallon. Right. These things don't add up. Yeah, I don't, I, don't not, I know it's big and complicated and shit and I'm not smart enough to understand it, but right. that shit doesn't add up. But anyway, I, but I remember the fuel prices were, a fair bit higher than they are now, and I thought I need to become real good friends with this uh, guy over here making all this vodka and alcohol because that's where my fuel is going to come from. Yeah, no shit. You know, I'm going to hang in. It's going to be like a uh, what's the uh, road warrior kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be inside the fence in there with his territory and start filling, start converting your vehicles to alcohol burning and that kind of stuff. I'll tell you something I've been looking into just just for shits and giggles because you know I've talked about this before where I'm coming to. A, kind of a turning point in my life. I got to kind of figure out what I'm going to do because for the past 17, 18 years, it's been kind of got to be the dad, yeah. parent parent thing and whatnot, and Porsche it, is getting ready to go to college. So now I'm like, what am I going to do I want to know if, you're, if your turn, is it going to be like a 90-degree turn? It's probably not going to be that. Or I don't, don't going to twist my ankle like or a, Like a 10-degree 10, 10 bank slightly? You know, what, what kind of a turn are we talking about here? We're talking a Cirque du Soleil kind of maneuver? I think I'm going to drift. Gonna I'm going to drift through it. You're going to pull the yeah. rudder off and just be rudderless. That's absolutely it. I, I might I might do that. I haven't decided. Maybe All I'll right. go to Burning Man this year. I don't know. Oh, yeah. There you go. I'm not going to Burning Man. Oh. If anything, I would have gone to Burning Man 10 years ago when it was actually significant. Or even before. When it, yeah. It was, it's not really. It's turned into corporate. We put another corporate stamp on it. Fucking corporatized, man. It's fucking yeah. corporatization bullshit. The man's running Burning Man. Fucking Burning Man should be more like Burning something i had something <laughs> <laughs> the gin went straight to my head it did i'm actually enjoying this gin more I, than i recall i know you don't like it I, no it's not that i don't like it dick come on I don't like it dick yeah go ahead just see you want to try it in a more classic sense i kind of do vermouth I, and yeah uh, and see or even a lemon twist like you were saying not a uh or maybe just olives in there with no olive juice okay because i like i just like right. straight gin uh, I'm, I'm okay 
Josh Gagno can attest to that. The drunkest I've ever been in my entire life was on Seagram's Lime Twist Gin, and it was his fault. It was about my 26th or 27th birthday. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got back to my house just fine, but I fell down in my driveway and could not get back up. Like I crawled to the door and crawled to the bedroom. Because everything was just so spinning so badly? I was so, so fucked up. I, I, my legs did not work. I had no balance. Wow. I yeah, I think it might be the drunkest I've ever been without throwing up. And I like that's how drunk I I because I've been drunk several times in my mm-hmm. life, a handful of times at least. That time I remember specifically because I have complete recall of it and I it was weird because I didn't throw up and the girlfriend at the time was like I slept on a different side of the bed because it was closer to the bathroom and she mm-hmm. put up like a I remember putting like a bowl next to the the the, the bed. Mm-hmm. Like if I need to throw up in the middle of the night, I can't make it to the bathroom. I'm like I'm not gonna throw up. I'm fu- I'm telling you, I'm not gonna throw you up. Know what you really and need- I fell asleep and didn't throw up, but I I was fu- I was fucking hammered. What you really need if you're gonna do this and you think you might puke is you really need a proper like five gallon construction bucket. That's what you need. <laughs> you can just stick your head down in there and not really. Seriously, some of these people use. I've seen people actually use bowls that are like these, like a wok almost. Like all it's going to do is you're going to puke down on one side of it. It's going to accelerate like a roller coaster and go down the hill and come up the other side. We're talking about muscular control or muscular, like out of uh, what is it? And oh god damn it, the the emesis reaction. Yeah. Which is what that's called. It's trying to get the shit out of your body. Is your body violently getting rid of it's something? It's rejecting and, this. And it will do a loop-de-loop right out of a fucking bowl. <laughs> that's right. It needs to be. It be like a fucking Swiss ski jumper. <laughs> that's fucking exactly. right out that bastard. Boom. Look at the airtime I got on that vomit. It's filthy. It's up there. That, uh, yet another story I'm reminded of. So the f- I think this was the first time that my... I've told you this before. Me and a, this group of my friends, we, we would go to the... Hofbrau House mm-hmm. in Vegas. Yeah, about once every couple months. I've been there once, and we I, because of me, we spanned two meals. Two meals. There. <laughs> two meals. Paul had to eat because of how much alcohol was consumed. Yeah, and we were there for hours. We were. It was so much more fun than SEMA. We walked in uh, three miles, four miles at SEMA and saw very few things that were cool except for that bedliner guy. That that <laughs> guy. Invention, that that, that cool guy. That was a great invention. I like that guy. Yeah, uh, he was a nice guy. Anyway, uh, yeah, Hofbrau House. So we used to go up there like well, once a month, once every two months. And it was four of us. And we would share one hotel room. And we're all four of us are filthy. And for those of you out there that have met me in person, I am not a small person. Uh, and I was like the medium-sized guy of the group. Uh, oh, but we did have our travel-sized friend, Brian Goldberg. Wow. He was a... Okay. You know, uh, he would say 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, like, How tall are you, Goldie? 5'8", ah, 5'9". Five, five, he was like 5'3". Oh, Maybe five four. Uh, so it was myself, him, Ryan Fruworth, and uh, Josh Gagno. And uh, we ended up getting so fucking shithoused hammered at the Hofbrau house. I don't know if it was the time that Ryan jumped up on the on the on top of the table and was like pretending to do a strip tease and undo his belt. I'm sure like he, he was got gonna spanked take his pants like off. To get spanked. Oh, we've all all of us many, yeah. many times. Uh, Ryan, that's when we discovered Ryan had the thing. He's the one that was like, do you, when we were at the, the, the uh, God damn it, the ice cream place. Cold Stone. Cold Stone. We're at Cold Stone. He's like, do you think if I paid him 20 bucks, they'd mash my testicles on the Cold Stone? 
<laughs> this is about the uh, maybe a year or two before that. And that's why Coldstone went out of business. In and that's why Coldstone went out of business in Bullhead City. They're oh, Bullhead like, City. Okay. We, we just can't do that anymore. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we end up getting so shithouse fucked up drunk. And we, we, we go back. <laughs> we had gone to Hooters because I got outvoted. And everybody wanted to go to Hooters and get wings. Okay. And so we did that to pregame before going to Hofbrau House. Then we went to Hofbrau House, drank our asses off. At some point, we lost Ryan. He went to the Hard Rock Cafe, was playing poker. We got him to come back to the room. And as he walked in, like, I, Goldberg and I are passed out, ready, like, already in one bed. And then Josh is in another bed, I think. And Ryan opens up the door. He's like, yeah. <laughs> and then just goes, and vomits. <laughs> In my drunken stupor, you see, why is like, like the doorway? He, like, like yeah, he just walked into the doorway of the hotel room. Even to make a turn to make the bathroom, and right he there. didn't. No, fuck no. He just yeah. puked. In my mind, he puked an arc that was every bit of five feet. Wow! Like in distance, and it was, and it, and it ended up in the sink. It was like a like a big urban city when they're putting out a fire from they can't get the ladder really close to the building at right. all. So and just, they have to they have to arc it. Yeah, they aim gonna they aim about a forty five degree angle <laughs> up. It's coming down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't mean to do a Nazi salute you just did. now, but it was a forty five degree angle. You don't up. have to hold your hand flat I, like that. I, I, you don't, <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what kind of gives it away. You know. Anyway, so he threw just, up, and it ended, some of it ended up in the sink. They had like oh a, one God. of those, like a like a not not a, uh, uh, it's like a like a wet bar kind of sink. Oh, he threw up in that small sink. one. Yeah, and it it arced, and later on the next day, we're all laughing about it, and somebody coined the term "puke the lazy dragon." <laughs> so it puked the lazy dragon, lived in the hotel room. It's a terrible fucking joke. No, it is bad. But also. Uh, I can remember Josh, it was so gross. In the morning, he was eating leftover wings, standing next to, this is how I knew the guy had such a, he has a cast iron stomach. Mm -hmm. He's standing there eating chicken wings as we're all hung over as shit. No shirt, just kind of standing there in his shorts. And he's like, I don't know what your guys' problem is. I'm not even nauseous at all as he's like munching on chicken wings. Mm -hmm. And then he looks over in the sink that Ryan puked in, and there's chicken particles in there that were filtered out because, like, the fluid <laughs> the fluid portion of it's, the vomit drain. It's starting to phase. Our, no, it's it's settling out. It's like a, it's like a sluice. It, it's <laughs> like a sluice. They're like, look, there's gold in them, not wings. It was so gross. <laughs> puked the lazy dragon. But I think that's also the time that I sneezed and shit the shower. I think that was the same one. <laughs> I, I sneezed in the shower and Sounds then like a great and weekend. Fucking sharded. It wasn't. Even, it wasn't even a weekend. It oh. was like twenty four hours. <laughs> okay. It was like twenty four hours in Las Vegas. It was. We would get foul. I mean, really. Wait. Fucking so wait. Foul. Was, the, was the plan to go there to go to the Hofbrau House? Was yes. that what the? That was the plan. Let's was go like, to Vegas. Let's go to, the go to Vegas. Let's let's plan okay. on dropping seventy five or hundred dollars a person on just drinking uh, beer and cocktails at the Hofbrau House. Okay. And that's also the same. I mean, these trips went on for probably two years, mm -hmm. three years. And was like every month or every other month for a few years. And I mean, at one point in time, Josh was working for a company. It was, it, somehow he was working for what's what's now the College of Southern Nevada, but it used to be called Community College of Southern Nevada or something like that. And he, they put him up in a Hilton property. Hmm. So he was just racking up Hilton honors points. So a couple times when we went up there, he just used his points and we stayed at like an embassy suites or uh, you know that's the cool. the one that's right next to the Hofbrau House that I yeah. showed you. That oh, yeah. We stayed in that one, and I th I think that one, 
either that one or the one like a couple blocks away had an open bar. Their happy hour was like a complimentary. It was full service bar with liquor and everything. Ryan drank a whole bottle of Maker's Mark. <laughs> oh my god! It wasn't even five o'clock because it started at like three thirty, and he just pounded them down. Got to wonder how many people from the Hopper House get rooms there because they're like, let's just stay there. Yeah. yeah. I, and I, oh man, oh god, I'm just thinking about all the times they're so hungover, and the stench, the stench in the car on the way home oh, was always yeah. fucking awful because everybody had gas from all the beer from the night before right. and eating like shit and. You didn't go there and like have beer and like, you didn't eat at the Hopper House. You just drank there. You didn't go and, like have um, sometimes and we stuff. Would, no, sometimes we would, uh, we what we would do is we would drink. We would drink like two or three liters and then order something like a couple pretzels, like the big pretzels. Yeah. There were a couple times. I remember one time in particular that we got cut off, and they wouldn't serve us any more alcohol until we each ate a pretzel. That's not and a it, bad idea. Well, it's not a bad idea. No, I get it. Okay, on paper, you're saying it's a good idea. Well, I mean, it was just a shitload of bread, and then, oh, yeah. and the, but what we ended up doing was just staying there. We went through an entire shift change. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, like you and I were there for a long time, but like, I, the, that was the night that I drank nine liters of beer. Like that, I drank nine fucking masses oh, full of beer. I've, I think I've actually done something similar. To that I remember. I think one reason I wanted to stay though there because I, I wanted to eat something. and We had a beer or two. And then I had a good, whatever the meal was, it was really good. And then I saw someone else get a plate of whatever the hell they had, like a table or two over. And I went, I kind of want that, but I was stuffed. So I said, well, let's just stay here let's for just stay here and four or five more hours, and then I'll have that meal. And I, it, I didn't have to twist my arm because yeah. I love that place. That's one of my favorite yeah. places in Las Vegas. And the cool thing is, is that they're kind of, there's not a lot of those. Like I think there's maybe five in Germany mm-hmm. like of the old style, like big, you know, the original, the, yeah. the, the OG is in, uh, is in Munich, I think, which I've heard from several people, including Josh and Ryan, that those are the guys, those are the guys that found out that there's a Hofbrau house in Vegas when it first opened up. And that's why we started going up there because those guys did like a Germany trip. I don't know if it was exchange or like exchange student thing, but after high school, mm-hmm. um, because they were in German for four years, they went, they, they went on a, a class trip. To Germany, and they were talking about how the original one in in Munich has like urinal troughs under the under the tables and and shit. Nice. From, I mean, I don't think anybody uses them now, but no. they used to. They just like open up later hose and piss right there, and they don't have to get up, which would be so fucking amazing at the one in Vegas because it's a long walk to the. To the Actually, bathrooms. it is. It is kind of a, it's kind of a trick. Yeah. yeah, but it's a that's I love that. I just love that place. It's good food. The atmosphere is fun. That we should go up there like in an evening sometime. Yeah. Now they have a good band and all that. Have you ever uh, speaking of the original topic? We <gasps> excuse me, start talking about. Sorry about that. Um, was uh, the uh, uh, if you ever and I did I've done this. Lay down. Things were spinning because he had too much alcohol and like and I wasn't going to really puke, but I but I thought. I can't get to sleep because things are spinning too much. This is not comfortable. So I said, fuck it. I'm just going to make myself throw up and get this over with. I, I've done that a couple times, yeah. yeah. And then, it's then it was like, I'm not proud of it. But I know it's not yeah. healthy, but then I'll, I'll drink some water, get your mouth cleaned out, brush your teeth or everything, and then lay down. I'm going, okay, I'm, now I'm spinning a little bit less. Yeah. So I'm good to go. Yeah, and truth be told, I learned a trick a long time ago to kind of get to alleviate that, is if I feel like I've consumed too much, I'm afraid that laying down mm-hmm. is going to be a problem. I will take a one Benadryl and I'll t- have Benadryl like capsules mm-hmm. cut the end of it off throw it in some in some warm water swirl it around a little bit and and drink that and in about five minutes the urge to vomit goes away wonder what's in so there it's that, an off-label what, what? Di- diphenhydramine okay it's it's an off-label use it's an it's an anti-emetic it's a it'll get rid of the the urge to throw up 
Hmm. Yeah. So like when uh, when say somebody has alcohol poisoning, mm-hmm. and uh, or they're just really really wasted and they need you need to be sobered up or somebody's like on the verge of getting alcohol poisoning is like they're kind of called the paramedics and like eh, I don't know if they need their stomach pumped but they definitely need some medical attention. One of the things that they'll strap them on is that they'll do uh, lactated ringers, normal saline. Uh, a banana bag like uh, for IV mm. and they'll usually do 25 or 50 milligrams of Benadryl because the Benadryl will help with the vomit like it, it'll keep it'll just keep you from throwing up hmm. and everything else that goes in there helps you kind of process the alcohol faster I know that if I've had a fair bit and I think there's a strong chance of a hangover I will I'll make sure I drink a lot of water before I go to bed and I don't know how much of this helps or doesn't hurt or helps not help uh, and a pretty strong vitamin or two and then, like, I'll even I'll take uh, an Advil and an aspirin. Oh, see, and, and I don't I, tolerate aspirin. Like, if yeah. I want to make my hangover just like really suck, mm-hmm. like, at, and like instead of just having a headache and maybe the farts, I'll add into it a stomach ache and the shits. That's mm-hmm. th- that that all I need to do is have some aspirin. I hate aspirin. Okay. Aspirin and Tylenol both. Like the two weeks ago when I was sick. Mm-hmm. You know, or a week and a half ago or whatever, I was sick. I, I hated, hated, hated the fact that I couldn't find. You can't find just regular DM cough syrup anymore. Everything no. is a fucking combination yeah. of something. And I remember we talked about that uh, the time that I went to Mexico with my buddy John and uh, came back with a, a kilo of uh, pure uncut dextromethorphan. Yes, yeah. I couldn't find that brick. I think I might have thrown it away. I think I threw it away like the last time I moved. I was looking for that brick because I would have measured out with my my uh, um, what Porsche called my drug dealer scale, but my kitchen scale, mm-hmm. and I would have measured out like like a, probably twenty milligrams or something like that, and just taken a shot of it because that would have helped. But like all that fucking Tylenol, all that Tylenol does is just wreck my stomach. Yeah, uh, and I didn't have a fever. I I didn't want to cough anymore. I wanted to fucking sleep. And well, th- like they do have Delsum, but Delsum's like fifteen bucks for like six doses, right? And that stuff lasts for twelve hours, and I want it to last for twelve hours. It'd be nice to have some of that real pure, uncut bullshit stuff. That'd be great. Just got to go to Mexico. Uh, Actually, but, uh, I think I can order that. I think you can order that online. That's just not something they sell in drugstores. But I remember if I remember to do that, I, I don't think I've ever woken up with what I would consider like hangover right. or, or feel bad enough to where I couldn't really function. Yeah, uh, B vitamins, yeah, water, and uh, and ibuprofen for me always. A lot of it is the dehy- dehydration effect, I assume, isn't it? When yeah. it's processing it. Yeah, because what it does is it slows everything else down. Yeah. So your body can't. So when you're asleep, your body can't process the alcohol. Then you. That's how people wake up still drunk. Yeah. Let's take a break. All right. Cool. All right. We'll be back in a little bit. Fight. 
been down so long, yet nothing across my mind. But I knew there was a better way of life, and I was just trying to find. You don't know what you do until you put under pressure. Cross 110th Street is a hell of a tester. Across 110th Street, pimps trying to catch a woman that's weak. Across 110th Street, pushers won't let the junket go free. sucks how, how far can we go in one engine all the way to the scene of the crash <laughs> which is great because that's right where we're headed oh this show is always headed to the scene of the crash it really is we're caught in a constant dive <laughs> it's, it's it's great it's an emergency procedures all the way <laughs> until the wreck it's like one of those you see a car like in a movie that tumbles down a ravine or a huge cliff and later on there's a scene as the sun's going down and one of the wheels is still barely turning yep in the wind and throwing against like a stick or something like that. You're like, oh wow, how is that? And there's steam coming from the yeah. other side and whatnot. God, yeah. God, is that person really dead? Are they still Are alive? They dead? Is there, is there, is there an arm? Oh, there's an arm. I and see. It's, it. Usually, it's arm. a bad guy that miraculously yeah. comes back to Somehow life. Somehow lived. <laughs> with a, he comes out with a gun or a hammer. So are a big hammer, like a sledgehammer like or something. My buddy Shane, who's got his yeah. his engineering firm, will be called BFH Engineering. Big <laughs> fucking hammer, because there's nothing right. you can't fix with a big fucking hammer. Reminds me of big ass fans. Big ass. 
I love big ass fans. Those yeah. guys are fucking great. It is. Just just good people. Okay. Yeah. Real quick. One thing I do want to throw out there. Mm-hmm. The theater at the the uh, mall in Laughlin, if you want to call it a mall, the di- the dying place oh, of stores. Oh, you brought this up. I have to I just have to throw out there. This is such a cool concept. Yeah. Every week they have a flashback movie and they show old run like old movies classic movies mm-hmm. um on Sundays and Wednesdays and this past week portion I got to see The Princess Bride which is one of my favorite movies of all time and I finally got to see it in the theater which was great I have a question and, do they run it more than one at showing no. a, uh two oh. showings two showings a day on Sundays and two two like like this week it was 215 and 715 on on Sunday, two fifteen and seven fifteen. Were there other people in there? Yeah, cool. yeah. That that's I think was the best part was getting to see it with my kid, and then other people brought their kids, and I think there was just a few couples that were there, and everybody's kind of quoting the movie and stuff because it's you know it's a it's a classic, mm-hmm. and and you know when uh, they're uh, uh, Fezig and uh, Inigo or they rhyme their phrases back and forth, and it just to annoy the one guy, the one bad guy, yes, the little short Sicilian guy. And the, the, as they're like sailing off in the very beginning, he goes, anybody want a peanut? Like I, <laughs> I said that phrase in unison with like eight other people. And then we all just made ourselves laugh. And Portia's like, you guys are a bunch of fucking dorks. But she was laughing too. It was just, it was a great time. So um, last week or two weeks ago, it was Greece. This week it was, uh, this past week it was uh, Princess Bride. Uh, next week is Space Jam. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Uh, I'm not gonna go and see it because I saw enough Space Jam when yeah. I was uh, a kid. You know the Space Jam. You have yes. the jacket. He, yes, and he that was a. It's um. Who does the movie? Who is that? That's uh. Dis, is it not Disney. Uh, Michael Jordan. No, I Bill mean, Murray. Who, no, no, no. What I mean is who's Bugs the, Bunny? Who's the director producer guy? Is Space it? Jam. I don't know. Was it? It's was not it, Apatow, was it? No, I don't. I don't I, you know what? That guy has he produced so many different things. I think Judd Apatow did uh, Gone with the Wind, if I recall. I, I, I think you might be correct. That's why there's so many dick and fart jokes in Judd Apatow. <laughs> Gone with the Wind. <laughs> Frankie, my darling. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine if there was like... Judd Apatow ought to, ought to reboot. Re- redo... <laughs> Gone, gone with, with the wind, and with it gone with with, a, with queef and period jokes mixed in there, like he's notorious for. <laughs> what? Um, now you got me all fucked up. I'm sorry, but oh, Space Jam. Yeah. I was gonna look up sp- who directed Space Jam. Oh, I can't believe I can't believe you fucking had <laughs> Sorry, Joe Pitka. Uh, Joe Pitka never got that right. Nope. Ever. I don't know that he ever directed anything else that was worth a damn. Somebody, if we believe in, in infinite universes, you know, multiverse, infinite universes, somebody right now in another universe, Joe, is doing a cartoon casual podcast, checking on that fact, and they got it right. Yeah. Yeah, but ah, whatever. <laughs> don't even care. This dude never, ever directed anything any movies before or after that it's all like music videos and shit like he directed the way you make me feel dirty diana um 
Michael Jackson, Heal the World, Dangerous, the short films, all these Michael oh, Jackson, all, the Michael ja- all almost made all, all of Michael Jackson stuff. Eh, you probably made a little bit of money doing that. Yeah, I'm thinking. But a, yeah. anyway, so next week is Space Jam, yeah. but the week after that is Raiders of the Lost Ark. And then, which is and then you said. And then Jaws. Yeah. July 1st and 3rd is yeah. Jaws. And I, we are not getting any money for promoting this. I just want you people out there to know that if you go on to phoenixtheaters.com and you look at the Laughlin Theater, that's one, the one in the mall, it, there's a banner ad that says flashback movies, and you click on that and it shows you the schedule like about a month out. And if you really want to see a really poorly done special effects shark, then you go see Jaws. Yeah. Because it wasn't that... It's, it's, it's pretty bad so nowadays. so stupid. It, uh, yeah. it looked really bad in 1980. I know, but it's still like, a good five movie, years later. It's still a scary movie, though. It's still like... It, even it's though, even it's absolutely a dumb-looking ter- shark. Yeah, it's absolutely terrifying. And, and that what I... So it came out, they released it in uh, 4K, and I was watching it on... I don't remember whose house I was at. It was like the, just the very beginning. It, they were talking about... It's like, ah, I just bought this, and it's 4K. So streaming it, I'm watching it. So you know how the woman in the very beginning is skinny dipping, yes. But on old, you know, old grainy, on television or something like that, you can't really see anything. No, you can't. In 4K, you can. You can see everything, <laughs> including that 1970s bush. Really? Yeah, it's hilarious. And I was like, oh, that's full frontal fucking nudity in a blockbuster hit wow. from the 70s. And uh, dude, I remember seeing that movie when it came out. I mean, when I was a kid, and yeah. we saw it in the theater. It was a uh, yeah. Quite you would something. have been about. 13 or so, Not, something yeah, like that. Yeah, probably. I think, I think. 75, I think, is when it came out. I think, I think less than that. I was, uh, that, would, that would be 13. There's no way I was 13. Yeah, maybe. It would have been 12, 12, 12 13, could have something been like 12. that. Um, but, um, oh, I was going to say about that in the. Special effects were awful. Uh, but the acting is great. And then you have the, who's the, old, oh. the old drunk dude. The, yeah, the uh, Robert Shaw. Yeah, Robert Shaw. And I was so upset as a kid when he died because I thought he was so... That was the first movie I was really aware of, Robert Shaw being in. I did all this research on him, which he couldn't really do easily back then. Had to go to the card catalog the at the card, library, huh? It really was so bad. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and so... And he was in, he died fairly young. He died like I think like fifty five or yeah. something. Yeah, he died fairly young, kind of my age. You know, yeah, I was gonna say you know, right there. Somebody's got a birthday coming up but, soon. Yeah, and uh, the oh, so I saw a and people probably aware of this saw a documentary on the making of Jaws, and several of those have been made. So and you probably know this too. They they had so much trouble with that freaking shark. To get it to, I mean, it was malfunctioning. They lost it. It would sometimes it would just start turning one long curve and then sink. Oh my God! They were gone for two hours trying to chase the damn the, thing. It uh, shocked people. I yeah. know that like the electrical in it was not done very well or something yeah. like that, and it uh, shocked the shit out of people I, in I, the water. And then they had to rebuild it because yeah. of that. And it wasn't a huge company that did it that really made this. I mean, they they were really kind of on a shoestring budget in a way. But they they kept losing it and ruining all the shots, and it was getting so bad. And they were editing it, and they went, "This is just horrible." But then they figured out. I don't know if it was Spielberg or whoever decided. They said, "Well, maybe we can make it so it is more scary." And it did turn out that way. Yeah, the shark re- is kind of shitty in a lot of ways, so it's more mysterious with the music. You can't really see it. it that the <laughs> the music was redone and it was re-edited. Yeah, they recut a lot of scenes together to cut out the shark. The shark was in it a lot more. Yeah, which a lot of the special effects and I'm sure the people on those crews were pretty pissed off when they saw the final yeah. cut. And there's it's only in 
<laughs> you know, it's only in like five scenes, but that, it looks like shit. But the way they recut it was to make it turn into a, a horror, like yeah, theater, and we, it was done really well. That's like a Hitchcock approach, whatever. You don't just show all this. It's all about the anticipation and the. Uh, it's, the sometimes and, it's the things that you leave out. Yeah, we're talking about that. And the um, the uh, oh, what was I going to say? Damn it! If I get somebody's going to say again about the about the movie itself, Jaws, oh. Robert Shaw. Oh no, I lost it. Yeah. Well, one of the scenes they were talking about, I do know this, that uh, Robert Shaw said, okay, before I do this scene talking about the the USS, um, uh, where they were delivering the bomb, uh, the hydrogen bomb. The USS. Yeah, I can't remember. But he said, because I, I, I want to drink a little bit. I want to be kind of like buzzed or like drunk and tell the story. And he got really, really trashed and just fucked it all up, you know, and they had to redo it and redo it and it would ruin the whole there was that night because they were out there I think actually on water doing all this right and it was he was so drunk and it was so bad that uh, it, it just didn't Richard Dreyfus get a, he, he turned into a real dick he and he Dreyfus was, were he, hating each other he, bad he on was that. he was pissed about that but also Richard Dreyfus is a dick anyway yeah Richard Dreyfus Richard, I'm Richard Dreyfus I was in Jaws did you ever <laughs> see the the and, and, Star Wars. And he was kind of bagging on the movie because I remember before it got, before it came out, I saw an interview with him, and he uh, and they were done with it, and he was kind of being a dick. You know, people were interviewing. Well, you guys got done shooting this big movie about the shark, and tell us all about it because it's it's in the cutting room right now. They're figure they're editing it, and he kind of came out with a disclaimer saying, I, "I I can't really endorse this film. I I feel really badly about it. I wish I never would have gotten involved. All the, or something very similar. Oh. To that. Yeah, I saw this. What a dickhead! Yeah, no, it's it's out there. You can see a two or three minute clip of him doing this. Dreyfus is he's a he's a fucking dickbag. Yeah. Like I, there's a, uh, I don't know if it's a famous story, but I've I've read it in several several times over the past couple decades since the movie came out. But Mr. Holland's Opus, mm-hmm. which me being the music nerd, uh, I absolutely love that movie. I saw it three or four times in the theater. Just one of my favorite movies. Come to find out later on, Richard Dreyfus was a dick to every single person on that fucking movie. Oh God! Like and threatened to quit all the time. You don't have a movie without me and all this other. Just being a fucking asshole yeah. to the point where everybody on that movie said we're they they had a they had a rap party. Like they did like a kind of a shitty like his last scene you know a rap party yay well done uh-huh. all right let's everybody have some you know have some finger foods and some desserts and have some champagne. Then after he left the set, then they had a big an actual the real rap, party, a real rap party cocaine. because they didn't have to work with him anymore. With cocaine, <laughs> strippers, my son. <laughs> it, hey, would you look up when Richard Dreyfus? Uh, excuse me, Robert wow, Shaw died. Yeah, not Richard Dreyfus died. So like, when, when when's Richard Dreyfus gonna die already? <laughs> yeah. I but I don't think it was much after when Jaws was filmed because I really liked him. I thought this is my fate. I wanted to be Quint when I was a kid. Wow, really? Yeah. Wow, you want to be like the old salt? Yeah, on the boat. Oh, yeah. No, he died at 51 in 1978. 51? He, did, he was 51, yeah, in 1978. And it was, yeah, Jaws was released in 75. Yeah. 70, yeah, 75. Because I remember seeing, because I was really starting to get into movies back then, and I, I thought, God, I'm looking forward to seeing more stuff that he does, and then he just died. Did you see um, Close Encounters? Oh, yeah. In, in, the, in the theater? Yep. That was my mom and dad's uh, first date. Okay. It was their first date movie. They had a close encounter. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just bumping them mugglies. Oh. Gross. Yeah. Gross. Hey, Sue. What's up? Oh, God. <laughs> Shout That's out to Sue. so folks. bad. <laughs> anyway, 
You want to talk about a serious topic, I think. I, I kind of did, yeah, because we started getting off on this topic uh, last time, and, uh, and we, yeah, you I had, had things you had to do. What was it that uh, I had to do? I'm sure. Uh, it was first Friday. That's what Oh, yeah, you had that cornhole tournament, which you guys fucking demolished. Yeah. Although you did, uh, you didn't, uh, you still lost a game. You lost a game. Lost a game in the middle for that barking dog. Goddamn. So your service animal is about to get a fucking certain. No, I, I'm surprised you didn't go off. I love the VSA. They do very good things. The and VSA so, does great work. And it's that's a great why concept. Was, that's why I said I'll just tolerate it. Somehow I'll tolerate it. But every time this dog was singing, it's nice German Shepherd, loud German Shepherd, and it dogs like to chase things. So this dog is sitting right next to me, and every time you throw the or at your rearing back, the dog knows a bag is about to get tossed. Ralph, Ralph, right in in your ears, just and it, it, I I couldn't do it. I was missing the board, and I knew I was better. Usually, I'm better. Was I was just. I said, Kevin, my partner, Kevin, said, this is bad. I can't believe bad. you didn't. I, I'm surprised you didn't just break and go be like, somebody muzzle that fucking dog. Like I was <laughs> like, because you take cornhole so seriously. I know, but it's at, so at, funny. Kevin was unhappy. We lost. We, we, you have to lose two games to get out of the tournament. So we at least lost one at that point, and Kevin was unhappy. Hello, Kevin. Kevin listens to the show. He's our biggest fan out there. I wasn't happy either, but I kept telling, I kept reassuring him, we are not going to lose another game. Not. Believe me on this. Kevin, look at me. Look at me, Kevin. Kevin, look at me. I kept trying to. <laughs> we are not losing this. <laughs> That's right. So Not we, on my watch. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting all fucking dramatic. <laughs> we did. What would you, you know, all these famous lines of movies, a country of our own, you know, everything, all these big defiant you're, you're the time like, for honoring yourself would soon be at an end. You need to get on horseback and put woad all over the side of your face, like the blue, <laughs> the blue stuff, and you're just like giving Kevin a pep talk right. from horseback. Yes, and people exactly. are like, what's wrong with this guy? I'm like, this is just his method, man. This is how, that's how he wins. Got to keep Kevin going. Paul does not lose at cornhole. Paul destroys Ke- people. Kevin... Was we got our trophy things, our big cutout state of Arizona heavy things, and Kevin was running around downtown, walking across the street, doing uh, 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 what's the Stone Cold Steve Stone Austin? Cold Steve Austin, which he does pretty good at. Yes, He's very good. Oh hell yeah! And this, <laughs> you guys have around. to understand that this trophy is not really a trophy so much as it is, it is a skid plate from a four by four. Like it's it fucking like eighth inch steel. Yeah. It, the thing weighs like the last one you had was like did they did they not do one last year or did you not I don't participate think they did. actually where i got second place on that one i got excited the one hanging up was there that was steve that's when steve was my partner was the stove love, love you too steve sorry stove but, but you he, fucking he you're about as good at cornhole as i am he wasn't performing well oh no isn't that the one where he hit somebody didn't he hit a well person? what happened was i <laughs> no, yeah no that's <laughs> I like how you're going to defend it. Well, you see what happened. No, was. no, no. What, he, there was, okay. was the outside bar at Blackridge in, in the back with the covered area and the bar stools and the bar out and back. And we were in the lane kind of close to that area. He wasn't too close to it, but he, he threw it and, you know, spastically lost control of the toss. And it went up on that awning edge of the bar, slid down, <laughs> splash or right next to some chick oh drinking a, a beer. And I wish was, I could have seen that. Now, really. everybody cracked up laughing because it was funny. Oh, well, yeah, of course it's funny. But I'm going, oh. But well, it's funny, but you're just <laughs> like, God damn it. <laughs> what are you looking up now, Joe? Oh, no. What? Something happened? Yeah, the Golden Knights fell to the Capitals. Washington Capitals beat the oh, Golden so Knights sorry. in the Stanley Cup. That was the final. That's it, I think. All right. 
Why wasn't this on the screen? Yeah, that's Kevin. Kevin, why don't you give us up? I don't the, fucking I don't know. Yeah, you know what though? The, just a, it, the they they lost the series three to one. Just the fact that the Golden Knights, their first year made it to the Stanley Cup Stanley Cup Finals mm-hmm. is amazing. It is. Uh, it would have been even cooler had they won. Oh yeah. Um and and but. Uh yeah, yeah that sucks. But anyway, all right. So uh, so, so we cut it off. Uh, we had first Friday won the Corona tournament. Now we're back to the serious time. Well, I real quick wanted to. I was looking up the VSA. The, oh, uh, Veterans uh, Sporting, I believe Association. It's Veterans Sports Alliance. Sports Alliance. That was close. Sport and then Alliance. Veteran. It's Veterans Sportsman Alliance, and what they do. It's um. It's actually VeteransSportsmanAlliance.com. Yeah, and this tournament was sponsored by them. Right. And what they do is they get veterans. Their their whole thing is to get veterans off the couch, out of their home. Because a lot of guys, man, there's a lot of vets. Not I shouldn't say guys. A lot of people that are vets that not doing are, well. They're not doing well. We all we we know about the um, PTSD, uh, twenty two and things like that. Like the just like the the amount of PTSD and the amount of sui- the suicide rate for veterans. Day, right? Yeah, like it's yeah. fucking awful. Yeah, it is. And then not enough is being done for them by the VA, which I won't go off on that. It makes me fucking sick. But uh, VSA, their organization, their whole thing is to get them off the couch and out of the house and more distracted and get them into more healthy. Uh, forms of recreation rather than just sitting around and playing video yeah, games, and, which and, is what a lot of them do. A and, lot of uh, this sure. was one of the organizers a couple of years ago was explaining it to me that there's an incredible rate of vets that when they get they don't know what to do with civilian life, they're already having trouble. Yeah, um, uh, readjusting, which I, I can only imagine. They're not properly debriefed. It, I, I thought this is kind of what you would normally do anyway after traumatic situations. You would really go you would through. do a debrief, and yeah. you're, you're kind of supposed to. But I I don't know An how extended do you, debrief. How do you just, how do you do a debriefing of say 15 years serving? Yeah, I I, I don't have a good answer. And to you've that. seen a lot of nasty nasty stuff, and, and seen pro- some sometimes the worst part of humanity. Yeah. Uh. So. But what apparently what a lot of the vets do, there's a high rate of them that go and they start playing video games that are combat related, which just helps them stay in that mind, in that in that 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 mind set. Fuck mindset. Jesus Christ, I can't use my words today. <laughs> One drink and I'm just like ah, blah, blah, mind blown. Keeps it, in that mind mindset. So uh, what they do is they partner with uh, people with off road trucks. Mm-hmm. Um, if the vet is uh, disabled in some way. Um, they modify the passenger seat in these race trucks, take them out, race them in the desert, um, put them in planes sometimes. I actually offered that to them, and we were connected uh, a couple years ago, and it never came through, or I didn't fall. It could have been my fault. Because I offered said, I know this is not really a sport, but maybe some of these guys want to go flying or something sometimes. And, and I'm sure that they, they would. It, it might be it's – a, it's a relatively small organization from what I understand. Yeah. So I mean, it might just be a lot of those guys don't want to fly in a small plane anymore. They, they might they not. They probably want to. wouldn't appreciate it too much. But Some of, it probably you never know. Yeah, if the people were involved with combat, like in helicopters or whatever, maybe they just want to stay away from it. Because like when we had the B seventeen out here, that was the thing we thought. Because it's awesome to us, and look at that, we get this piece of history, and and we try to find all the veterans around from World and there War was, Two. Wasn't there one? No, there's two. There was one guy that lived around here that was a uh, pilot. Yeah. And then there was uh, Timmy's grandfather. Yeah. And neither one of them wanted to fly in the plane, yeah, right? Yeah, and, and one of them, and I don't, I'm gonna mess the story up, but the but the 
punchline, if you will, it's not a punchline, is really the same. I was told, and this is really sad, and one of them actually, one of the, that said he was in World War II did come up, and I think part of the gig is that the EA does is they give you a free flight if you want yeah. to. If you're a veteran from World War II, it's free Absolutely. if you, you want to go. And a lot of us younger people, and I'm younger than they are, believe it or not, uh, you know, you try to convince people, hey, let's go, let's, here it is, but a lot of them don't want to do it. Some of them, one of them came out and was not even going to look at it, but they did come out and decide to get a little bit closer. And I believe one, I was told, this is really sad, that, that they did want to come to it, and this, and this veteran was with his daughter, I think, and as close as he wanted to get was outside the fence and just kind of look at the airplane. He didn't even want to, he just kind of, he wasn't trying to be nostalgic and relive it for obviously positive reasons, but for whatever reason, he did want to physically see a B-17 again, but he couldn't even go inside. They just went home. I mean, those guys, some bad shit would happen. To horrible us. shit. Yeah. Horrible shit. Yeah. And just because the plane didn't go down and didn't blow up in the sky or crash mm-hmm. didn't mean that people didn't die on board. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of those B-17s, a lot of a lot of the, the heavy bombers from mm-hmm. World War II, they landed with dead bodies inside. Yep. Where everybody was dead except for the they're pilot and co-pilot sometimes. Shot up and then, yeah, they're, yeah. they're landing with a yeah, plane full of dead people. Horrible, f- fucking horrible shit. Yeah. Or like in Memphis Bell when they... The one plane blows up in front of them. They fly through the wreckage, and there's blood and guts all over the, yeah. the nose. The bombardier's like, ah, somebody's guts are all over the nose. All the, yeah. Like, can you imagine seeing that shit for 25 missions straight? Yeah. If you made it through 25 missions, which most of them didn't. Mm-hmm. So, like, I get it. I It didn't surprise me at all uh, one bit that some of those guys didn't even want to see it. Um, just because it just brings back all that old shit. It's right. like... Uh, uh, I remember my father telling me about uh, Vietnam vet, like friends of his. My dad was a little bit too young to be drafted. Like he registered for the draft and he was kind of worried about it. And he graduated high school in 1972. And by like fall of 72, the draft was basically over. Like they weren't really drafting anybody anymore. Right. So he had friends and relatives that were a few years older than him that they wouldn't even go. They were so fucked up from being over in the shit in Vietnam that they didn't want to go on vacation to places that were tropical because it looked like Vietnam. Mm. like that that fuck think about that think about like 18 to 22 year old right go go way back to the 1940s when you were 18 to 20 years old mm-hmm. <laughs> gotcha on that one mm-hmm. uh just think back to 18 to 22 years old and then uh you went through something that only lasted about 18 months but it ruined you for any sort of tropical tropical locale for the rest of your life My that's m- fucked up that's fucking terrible. And now if we see a Vietnam War, and you're war movie, and you're younger than me, of course, but if we see it quite often, what's the music playing with Huey's flying around? It's, 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 Creed, fucking, Creed, it's Creedence Clearwater Revival. Yes. Whatever like that. We go, oh, cool. And you were like, this is an awesome soundtrack. Yeah. Like, cool as a Huey, Huey helicopter and a Cobra. And like, and like, really, that's not really. It wasn't fun, people. No. It, <laughs> I'm, no, I'm sure it was fucking awful. Yeah. So, but there you go. All right. So, anyway. It's a uh, topic. We, we should we should take a break. <laughs> oh, we are okay. Good, fine. <laughs> Let's take one more break. And we're going to come back and get fucking serious. Of the topic, you guys are going to really just be on the edge of your seats. On the edge of your seats. Yes, be there. Oh, 
Go ahead, Joe. Get serious. All right. So double dare you. We talked about outrage culture and how it is destroying people's lives for like the bare minimum of an, of infraction or an unproven infraction. It's fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, Roseanne Barr said some stupid shit, and even she like later on was like, "This is I can't believe I I did that. I was on Ambien and that that that." Do you think she really was on? Ambien? I do, I do. You know why I believe her? Because I believe damn near anything that comes out of Joe Rogan's mouth. Okay. And Joe Rogan's been friends with her for almost thirty years. Yeah. They're very close friends. Right. She he even goes on in uh, two episodes ago uh, on his uh, podcast. I can't remember who he was talking to. Oh, do you know if he interviewed? He, he was talking. He interview. didn't interview her. She hasn't. She hasn't shown up. I don't oh. know if he if he did an interview because he was supposed to last week. And they haven't published it yet. And they haven't published it yet. But no. but he. I don't know. He was talking about it. I don't know whatever happened with it. Um, but. I mean, he went in so far into depth. He's like, this is not some some comedian that I'm friends with that I see two or three times a year. This is a woman who I probably talk to on the phone a couple times a month. This is a woman who was there when both of, or all three of my kids were born. Like she, she's any any comic that was that was up and coming in the '80s and and to like mid '90s. She was like the den mother. I wonder how he. And he's like, I know this woman. I became friends with her. I wonder how the the comedy store. Okay. She was a regular at the comedy store for like a decade almost. And he still goes there, doesn't he? he yeah. Still does oh yeah. There. Yeah. 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 In fact, like I would, I would like to find an off week where he's not performing, and just go and hang out in L.A. and go to the comedy store every night on the oh, off chance I, we would see. I would love I, doing that. I think that would be. A, let's a, do that. Let's figure should, that out. Let's let's figure that out. We'll see. You if got we a can friend get... there that wants to be on the show too. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So. Uh. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Uh, so I think I, I think yeah maybe she uh. Maybe she's all fucked up on Ambien and was drinking a bit. Uh, and that, it, regardless, she lost her job. Everybody that works on that show lost their job. And the show wasn't that great. It was, let's, let's, let's call a spade a spade here. Like, the fucking show was not great. Mm-hmm. It also wasn't great. A lot of people, they have the those nostalgia uh, rose-colored glasses. The last two or three seasons of Roseanne were not that great. I remember because it was prior to me starting to... Uh, drink and befoul my body with chemicals, mm-hmm. so I have a strong memory of that that era. Right, and it wasn't that great. Right, so like it spoke they, to they a lot people, It spoke to no, it spoke. I mean, the first like six seasons were great, man. Yeah. They're great. It showed like a lower middle class family, which is like most of America at that point in time, including myself. Like, and there was shit that she said that reminded me of my own mother. Like, it was it was very an accurate depiction. The house was kind of grimy. The house was kind of old, mm-hmm. but they did the best that they did. Dan Dan Connor had some jobs sometimes, and he did construction. He started his own construction business, and then he decided to start the motorcycle shop. I mean, I've watched those seasons several times over, and they rebooted. It wasn't that great, but the bottom line is, is that she tweeted something late at night under the influence of some sort of prescription drug. Yeah, and it co- it cost her and everybody that was working their like, their jobs. Because of this outrage and backlash, and like immediate, this immediate apology is forced, and I think that's fucking bullshit. Now, granted, and they're kind of fake apologies anyway. They, they, they really are. It's I'm just not saying hers was face. or whatever, but yeah, yeah it's like I, I, I go out there and apologize. I, I'm sorry for. Yeah. You have to kind of look at it like uh, obviously case by case basis, but like with her, when she went on TV, and she even did like a radio interview with uh, KTLA or not KTLA. Might have been uh, KTLA's TV. I don't remember. I know she was on some LA, like she called into an LA radio station because she heard them 
talking about her and she just called in and said i i'm i'm honestly sorry and you could hear the emotion in her voice there's a difference between roseanne barr the comedian who's yucking it up and being a, a just stirring a, being a shit stirrer mm-hmm. and and roseanne barr like the, the person the, the, the human, human the human person yeah because yeah, and and these and people don't give a fuck about that and that's fine whatever you know the the market has spoken and now she's not a, not allowed to be on tv anymore mm-hmm you know, she's got to wait another 20 years, which she probably doesn't have left. And that sucks. But the outrage just, and it, and it all you stems from. You don't think she's going to recover? F- uh, maybe. We'll see. Okay. Comedians tend to recover pretty quickly, but she's also like pushing 70. Yeah. Like she, it, it would be like, do we think Bill Cosby is going to recover? Probably not. I die next week. He like, kind of like he needs to, he looks bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, uh, it was just words. It was words, and and she's clearly not a racist. She's never, ever been. She's never, like, she doesn't do racist comedy. She doesn't do, like, Lisa Lampanelli. You know, right. Lisa Nat Lampanelli. Oh, she's kind of out there. For she's way of, yeah. the fuck out there, but yeah. she does funny shit. Like, it is funny. People are always confused by her because she's, like, married. She's been married twice, and it's she she only dates black guys, only married to married two different black guys. Mm-hmm. She's just into. She's like, I'm into black dudes. I think their skin looks better and they smell better. Well, we've talked about shit like that this before too. Is, is comedy? Com- is it? Is it free or not? Do we have? Are, are we going to be or or not? Is everything on the table or what off is, the table? The, uh, and who uh, decides? That's what you're yeah, talking about. The, the, outrage. Cult, the culture. The culture decides. Like yeah. the current. The current climate decides. Right now, where it is is a pretty it, shitty it's place. It's like Lenny Bruce. The reason why he blew his brains out is is he and he was addicted to heroin the last four years of his life is yeah. because. At that time, Lenny Bruce couldn't perform hardly anywhere. He was a Jewish comic that said fuck a lot on stage in the 60s. But he paved the way for a lot of people that came after him. Carlin and Pryor and all those guys, all those blue comics. So uh, what I think what what irritates me the most is that it's like what we talked about before. Last episode. Social media has given every dickhead... A voice mm-hmm. and they're real quick to jump on the train of like and, and, and jump in like the, these virtual uh, uh, f- pitchforks and torches yes after these people and it's like Aziz Ansari like that did you hear about that that was and, like five six months ago Aziz Ansari went on a date with a woman um, was you know just being a normal dude went on a date went to dinner had some drinks um, oh, took an Uber, yeah. headed back to her place, and uh, was gonna, you know, drop her off. And uh, Leah, he tried to make a move, and she said no. And he's like, oh, "Okay, well, do you want to go out again?" And she's like, ah, "I don't think so. I mean, maybe we'll, we'll, I'll, you know, it's fine." So he went to give her like a hug, and she took it as like him trying to make another move. And she's like, "I said no." He's like, "No, it's cool. I was just trying to give you a hug. So you have a good night." That was it. That dude lost like three contracts that were like three movie contracts and a TV show. Within fucking hours of this girl taking to social media and saying yeah. he tried to force himself on me and he's this and he was aggressive. He that's not Aziz Ansari. Literally everybody out there that knew that knows him personally was like, that's not him. He's not like that. And and then you know who who finally got this woman to back the fuck off? The Uber driver. <laughs> the Uber driver who was fucking there got on Twitter and was like, no, 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 no. What happened? He yeah. he tried to do this. Then you they're like, no, thanks. Then this, and then this, and this. That's what happened. And I was the sober one, I know, because I'm the driver. And that's when she backed off. But the damage was already done. Yep. You don't get to explain that stuff away. So now that dude lost four jobs, 
because this bitch decided to fuck. You know what? She should be fucking criminally prosecuted. It's it's a mess because uh, it's a social media is a massive double edged sword. It's a great tool because it can certainly help a lot. But it's it, full of tools. God, yeah, it can certainly help a lot. It can certainly and then ruin careers. And we were talking about this at, at sliding into other stuff too. Right now, there are people that I know. Yourself, we've done this, I've done this, but other people are starting to jump in a little bit because there's some heated local political things going on. And that there's a handful of guys out there, guys, women, usually it's guys, but there are some women doing it too. Just get on there and start saying false stuff. Yeah, Blatantly false. And I'm fucking sick of it. And I don't care if it's on my side or not or what the topic is. If, I see, if, it's, if it's really blatantly out there and people are starting to jump in and, you know, a, a person is smart, people are dumb kind of thing. Everybody just goes, yeah, this, that, and the other thing. It's like, oh, yeah, I've had enough of this. This is bullshit. I'm going to call you fuckers out. It's not true at all. Right. You have no business making these comments, but and that's okay. Freedom of speech or it's just your opinion and it's social network. Who cares? But people see that shit, and it's, it hurts the society. And the more people, the more people comment and let's see, that's the thing. Oh God! And I and I'm gonna come off as I, and I said this the other day. I don't remember who I was telling this that. Uh, oh, I was telling uh, Steve and Jess that mm. the older I get, the more ageist I become. Mm. Because uh, I told them about how I went off about how there should be a, a voting age limit, just mm. like there's a just like there's a low limit. Like you can't be 14 and vote for a city council member because mm. you don't know what you're talking about. Mm. You shouldn't be allowed to vote at 70 for a president that you're not going to live to see the end of his first term. Right. But how, do you, not, how do you know how long you're going to live? It's though? not the, ah, fuck them, whatever. I fucking, <laughs> I, it's, it's fine. The, the point really it, is but, but to make it is, serious the, decisions that you're not going to really be, be able to take advantage of or not. And, or and what I was coming to was the ageism thing. And I, and I, I'm, I, I self admit this and I make zero apologies for it. Uh, and I'm sure I'll get to, I'll get to a point where I'm completely clueless as to what's going on in the world around me, but yet I can still fucking vote and I can still get on social media and spout dumb shit mm. or share dumb shit. But I understand how the algorithms work when it comes to Facebook mm. and how the more you like and the more you share, the more popular that is and the more those posts show up. Yep. That's why when, when I knew when Facebook, I knew Facebook was getting to be real, real shitty when it, uh, they changed over from, uh, most recent, like in your feed, mm-hmm. you used to be able to. You used to default was most recent. Yes. Now you have. Now it's it's what their algorithm says you should be seeing. What your friends are doing, mm-hmm. the pages you follow, and that's all based off of advertising, which is what social media is for. It drives that. It, yeah. That's that's all. That's all it's for. It's like yeah. all you are is like a a a a, a user mm-hmm. that has this content. You're t- and, and you, effectively a data point is what you are. That's absolutely it. You are yeah. a data point. You're you're a series of data points. Yeah, on this. And, yeah. Exactly. And I and then, then it was actually I think it was I think it was Josh Gagno. Thanks, buddy. Who explained it to me many you know seven eight nine years ago mm-hmm. about how social media works and how trending works and how hashtags work on Twitter, uh, and and how you can do a data you can do just it's just data mining. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. So when and and it's got obviously it's gotten so bad on Facebook that they've had to kind of revamp their image a little bit with Zuckerberg having to go in front of Congress and all that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And actually yesterday before the movie, there was a Facebook commercial, which I'd never seen a Facebook commercial before. But before the movie yesterday, they had uh, uh, Facebook is this. And that, it's, it's for connecting people. It's for da, 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 connecting old friends to new friends. And that. But 
things have gotten out of hand. They even said things have gotten out of hand in this era of fake news and this and this and this. We became part of the problem, and these are the changes we're going to make <coughs> to you know that we're gonna we're gonna change things so that we're not as part, much part of the problem, which is great. Did you ever see any of the testimony with Zuckerberg there and these old farts asking him questions? I did, and it was God damn it oh, again. Why there, oh should, there should be an age limit? Yeah, I, 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 but but Some there's it, I, I, I give him credit. I don't. I'm not a fan of Zuckerberg. Whatever. He's a kind of a punk in a way. Kind of, you know what I mean? I mean yeah, he's a I mean, smart I mean, punk. He's a smart punk. He he is, but you yeah. know what? Uh, to me, Mark Zuckerberg is like the boiled down, distilled version of the nerd who is beat up by jocks who now has is and now can afford to have those jocks murdered. Sure, and get away with it. Kind and of punk. So <laughs> yes, yeah, it was. Well, you yeah. were a Texas football. Jock sure, and, yeah. and I was a, a fi- fine arts nerd. But so, I never beat so up anybody. I think I you're the fucking punk. Fuck you. I didn't beat anybody fuck up. Fuck like you and fuck, fuck Texas football. You, fuck this. Fuck that. Fuck them. Oh, fuck, fuck yourself. See, remember how you were going to try and cuss last on oh this my one? Gosh. Listen, anyway, no, this but is I, me, you punk ass bitch. But I was going to say, it was, it was funny because Zuckerberg is there with his coat and tie on and these crusty old legislators are there asking him questions. And some of them were so bad. Yeah. And, and there's a camera on him, of course, and y- you got to give him credit. He kept a straight face. He kept a straight face. through. A, I'll tell you, though, <laughs> did you see, like, a lot of the shots that we saw were of him sitting there facing cameras. Yes. Did you see the other side of it, like, over his shoulder? He had something like 20-plus 20, 20 press reporters in his face all the, the entire right, time. right there. I mean, fucking right there. Yeah. Like, to the point where he, um, you, you'll notice uh, during the testimony that he'll move his head, like, up. Mm-hmm. And to the side, that's because he's looking around someone's head or someone's, someone's lens. camera. Or so something, you yeah. saw like it gives you a different you know, perspective on yeah. why he was kind of acting like a robot. And, you know, and, and it's sweating. very relaxing. It's very calming. Yeah. yeah, it's a calming environment having all those <laughs> camera lenses up your ass. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, it was it, it was uh, it was those guys. Uh, I wish I could, I could recall one of the worst questions in my head. I wish I could just rattle off what the, the words were of about how you do this well there was if there, you friend somebody or how do you know. make money on the facebook that was one of them <laughs> that was some crusty old fucker who was I, he probably could have been an original signer of the the declaration of independence yeah. like i'm not i can't rule that out <laughs> this guy looked older than strom thurmond oh my god That's yeah bad. yeah jesus christ so like yeah this guy was a wig party guy like he he was fucking old, and he goes, "Well, how how is it that you make money on the Facebook. on the Facebook? You yourself are valued at six hundred billion or some something some ridiculous, well, some un, ungodly fucking number." Yeah, and, and so how is it that your company makes money uh, with the Facebook? <laughs> and I'm just thinking, oh god, okay. And he said, "Well," uh, and he did. He tried his best to explain it, but like. The gap between the knowledge gap between those two people, and especially on, the, on that topic, on yes. that topic, like how do you? How, he, it's it, hard to. He honestly, you know. and at one point in time, I think he said something to the effect of, "I would need you to take at least two years of computer programming for me to completely and totally understand, like get explain, you to un- yeah. understand and explain and understand this because there's a lot of higher level thinking that goes involved or goes along with that. Are you familiar with algorithms?" No. And he said, "No, I'm not familiar. I've heard the I've heard the word, but I don't know what an algorithm is." And then he tried to explain that, and it's just you could see, you could see the guy like just wanting to check his watch to see if he's going to miss the Denny's early bird special. 
Uh, or if he missed his dose of insure. I've gotten quite... It, but anyway. The only thing I can compare it to, and this is not the same, so I'm, I understand this, but people do have asked me, because we rebuild composite aircraft, and there's some weirdness and te- techniques and things that you use with f- different fiber directions and adhesives and this and this. And there's a lot of little elements to it. But people have asked me the basic questions of, how do you repair composite aircraft? That's the same kind of thing. I mean, yeah, so it's, it's like, like so I don't know where to start. Like, what how do, you do you mean? Like, how do you start? Do you explain the basics of it? Do, yeah. Do you, do you do you go go back to like the 30s and 40s and they're yeah. like, all right, so we have resin system, we have this and then you can't like, just see you glue shit together because it's not what it is. I mean, it's kind of what you're doing, but that's that's not a satisfactory answer. It's really not, and it's not good enough for a congressional testimony. No. Well, how do you make Honestly. how do you make money in the Facebook? Um, People go on the computer and they see ads and they might buy something. People do stuff and they have certain keywords that they post and then they post pictures. What is a keyword? Yeah. Exactly. It's give me a gun. It's kind of like when the guys come in, the the old farts that come in and look at your studio setup and go, well, what's that for? It's a podcast. Oh. What station are you guys on? When do you broadcast? I, if I, no, man. Like, I, I don't have the fucking... I didn't see an antenna on your building out there for transmitter. Right. No, you like, didn't. Like, you nobody. Didn't. I don't have the insure nor the crayons to explain to you how this fucking works. I'm sorry. <laughs> and again, I, and I, I'm, I'm, the older I get, the more of an ageist I become. Because I see people my age. I'm 37, right? Mm-hmm. I see people my age that are just as out of touch as a 70-year-old man. Well, the problem is, and think about this. So 100 years ago, pick a time, technology wasn't, there, there was not moving at all like it is. So the oldest guy that she would have tea and crumpets with was going to know just as much, if not more, about the buggy whips. and Right. And, and see, actually, 100 years ago now would be 1918. Okay, it's, 1918. We're talking about the tail end of World War One. Technology which was still fought, it aviation was, is in his, so now we're going the, on aviation. The beginning of of World War One was fought right. with the same type of weaponry that the Civil War and the Spanish American yeah. War, Very you know, twenty years yeah. prior was was being fought with. By the end of World War One, you started to see tanks, airplanes. chemical warfare, warfare airplanes, so yeah. on and so forth. So then there we go. Nineteen nineteen thirty nine. We'll say when you know. Obviously, this is America, so World War II didn't start until you know <laughs> Who cares 1941. About Nobody cares Europeans. about 1933 to 1941. And those guys across the other ocean too, those slant-eyed God. fucking rice eaters. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm not serious about that. You sounded no. I know you weren't. No, you <laughs> sounded like uh, oh god, um, son of a bitch. Sam oh, Kinison? Sam Kinison oh, from yeah. Back to School. Yeah. Remember in Back to School, he freaks out. He's like, why don't you tell me why Truman didn't push those rice eaters back, back to the to Great the Wall of China? God <laughs> damn it. And he rips the fucking chair off. He's like, because who was the president then? Uh, Truman, maybe. It Was it Truman? No, no, no. Because no, he wouldn't have called Truman a pussy wimp. Because he, because so-and-so was too much of a pussy wimp to push them back on the da 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 I'm like, God damn it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, sorry. That was a brief tangent. Anyway, so yeah. So our war didn't really start until December 7th. Yeah, but you're right. Like 100 years ago, the technology was like technology wasn't zooming off. Oh, yeah. It or, was, or 150. Not, just pick a time. Yeah. Just not that many years ago and back. Everybody was kind of on the same technological page, right? And they you kids got, and adults, but were on the but same. you still, but even a hundred years ago, you still got your news from four or five sources. Yeah, that was it. That was it? 
uh, it didn't come come at you as fast, but it was just as limited in the sources because yep. people are spoon fed things. They won't go out and seek. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll tell you what, again, God damn Josh Gagno, you had a fucking tremendous influence on me, man. Uh, when he showed me how he reads the news, which is through Google News. That's what I did. Which is yeah, and it and it's completely. Um, I would say for the most part, it's it's just it's all mathematically based. Like it's it's this is what's going on in this region with this, yeah. with these types of headlines, so that you can look at it and it feeds from everybody from Fox News to CNN to they, MSN. They changed their to, format to, recently to, too. I don't care for it. Really, I don't know. If I go on at least on my iPad, I'm not sure what the, whatever. It all looks really totally. It's cleaner looking, but it's. It looks different now. I don't oh, know if you didn't like the change, did you? I don't know. I don't know if it happened just to me or not. But I get used to every change. Are eventually. you getting old? Is no, I'm like, I liked it the way it was before. I, damn it! <laughs> not quite. Back in the good old days. But I don't think it's as good. Normally, normally I actually adopt a change fairly quickly. But it's like not really. Good. I can't read as much. Like there's there's less text. And I want to read a little bit more, a few more sentences before or something. There's oh, a, of the preview. Yeah, like there's the, se- yeah, there's several. <clears throat> what they got I rid of was, was I think what they got rid of is a lot of the pictures of stuff, like. You know, if it's a story about Trump, we all know what Trump looks like right now. I mean, we don't probably see a picture. It's of him unnecessary either. to see any more pictures of him, really, like this. or something else. But you gotta hate some of the news though, too, because we really don't get. Uh, we, and we spoken about this before about proper, really worldwide, real news. Yeah, we really don't. You, you, it, it's it, dominated it, by our politics in this politics in this country, and a lot of things get it. shoved under the fucking rug. Yeah, and real it, shit it, that's going on, like the fucking yeah. Guatemalan. Stuff that's going on down there and all yeah, that. Death toll's up to over 100 now. It's like, it's like oh, I heard about that. Oh, whatever. Boom. Yeah, but know. it's Guatemala, so now we don't back care. back on Trump Ex- and how, how big his wiener and hands are. Right. For, uh, you know. What, you know. I can't believe that. So ridiculous. Anyway, I, I'm not going to turn this into a, an anti-Trump no. thing. No, 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 I'm not, no, I'm not okay. going to do that. No, no the, uh, the, 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 the. This outrage culture bullshit of getting people, making people lose their jobs, having their livelihoods taken away from them mm-hmm. because of shit that is not, it's, it's a lot of it isn't even true. I it's know. just all it takes is just some bullshit to eke out. Uh, TMZ picks it up. It goes all through the Twitterverse and then it hits social media and then it filters down to all where all the old farts are, which is on Facebook. And then... Then from there, the uninformed masses are just like they share well, and they reshare and they comment and like, well, that's that's how I read it. And I thought that, that and they that, build that. on themselves, which is on no facts at all, and right. just gets worse and worse and worse. Yeah, which we experienced tonight. It was that story we were talking about earlier. We'll spare everybody the details, but but honestly, it was. What did the guy say? Uh, uh this is the, the the this is the law as far as I know, but I could be wrong. Then why are you fucking speaking? Why even open your, why even or, open your yeah. goddamn mouth? Why uh, even hit enter? What if is you don't know a hundred percent unequivocally that you know exactly what you're talking about? Right. Shut the fuck up. Who was the woman, the actress, actor, if you want to say it that way? I believe it was uh, was flying to Europe or or Africa. I think she was, and she sent out a tweet before she before the door closed. She couldn't tweet, and then she landed. By the time she landed. It was a huge outrage, and she was fired from everything. It was it was kind of oh, an off color joke. I missed that about about Africa or something about well, let's see if I get Ebola or something. It was it was oh. it was supposed to be. I bet if you were to Google even that, you know, it was maybe nah, six five years ago, three four years ago. A famous semi famous either model actress something, and she kind of made a joke. She was going. I think she was flying to Africa. And she, she's like, and I hope I don't get Ebola, right, or something like that. And she's not known for being a racist. She was, person and at she all. was probably going to Africa. Like, 
she wasn't going to Africa on vacation. She was probably right. going to Africa to do some sort of outreach or a USO tour or something like that. Yeah, and it, it wasn't really and funny. I, I think it was very offensive either, but it just wasn't that funny. But then it went, it just traveled. People got super offended so by it. So she got off like, the airplane and said, what the fuck did you do? What's going on? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. But then getting what, there's another thing that's like a pet peeve. I, I, and I'm guilty of it, but it still bugs me if it doesn't fit my narrative. <laughs> Uh, perfect is when right is is when people get offended on behalf of people. Yes. Now I I I make a distinction between what I've done before is like you you're, you're, the way I was raised. You stand up for the people that sometimes can't defend themselves. Mm-hmm. That's something that I feel like this country was based on. And and pe- you but, pe- people judge people or you should judge people on how you how you treat the weakest of your of course of your group. Yeah. Same kind of things. Yeah. Somewhere. Uh, um. Oh, it wasn't Krishnamurti. I can't remember who the philosopher was that said, you know, you can you can really understand a culture by looking at their prison system mm-hmm. and how they treat their prisoners, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, like and that's that supposed woman, to be that the Christian thing, by the way. I mean, you really want to go back to the turning the other cheek, man, Christian yeah. thing and help the poor. Really, that's one of my favorite things to bring out is like the, you know, the in a book I need to repurchase because I've seemed to have lost my copy, which is unholy mm. is the, uh, the life and teachings of Jesus of Nazareth by Thomas Jefferson. Like his, the, essentially wow. the Jefferson Bible where he took mm. out any mysticism or any miracle work or anything like that. It's just the teachings of Jesus, the Christ. Okay. And it's, Pretty fucking amazing. I'm uh, sure it is. Get rid of all the frivolous things that he. Yeah, does, just yeah. Get, you get rid of all the leaps of faith, and it's just mm-hmm. good teachings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then see how many cri- people that call themselves Christians if they're actually following it. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, what I was getting at is like there's a big difference between defending uh, people who either can't defend themselves or are afraid to because of because they've been persecuted since f- forever. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, for a while, for a long time, it was the blacks. It's gotten better. It's still not. We're not still not perfect in this world when nope. it comes to folks of color, but it's it's a hell of a lot better than it was 50, 60, or even thirty years ago. Uh, homosexuals starting to get a little better. Still getting a lot of fucking. There's still a lot of flack. The first president since the first Bush administration, this president did acknowledge the uh, gay, uh, gay uh, pride gay, like Pride Month, Pride Month, yeah, for LG, LGBTQ, you know, whatever, yeah, and that I'm like really like. George W. Bush, right? Like he acknowledged it. Come on, man! You fucking yeah. being a dickhead, it, especially. Well, uh, I can't remember who the comedian was that brought it up. It was like, you know, what's really funny is that um, we have the first first lady to be in a nude picture spread. Like you can just Google Melania Trump nude, mm-hmm. and you can find pictures of everything front and back. Mm-hmm. And what's even funnier is that this president doesn't really give a shit about LGBTQ, all those letters, mm-hmm. those rights. Yet his wife was definitely in a real hot lesbian spread. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I started laughing and then I stopped laughing and Googled it. And it's a pretty hot spread. Wow. Nice. Yeah. So I, I found that to be really funny. But there, yeah, there's a big difference between helping defend people because I'm quick to get on somebody. Sure. Uh, about about shit that I just feel I'm like that's your fucking you're one you're off base you're ignorant and you are, you're bad for the world. But like that lady that said something about oh I go to Africa hope I don't get Ebola and or something then, like but, that. Like the, ten that. hours Kevin later, that that? right? Ten hours. I think I remember something of it, and I want to say it was like I want to say it was like a black actress or a comedian or somebody I don't think that she was said black. it. 
You don't think she was black? No. Anyway, she's, she's trying to talk, and I'm going to find it. She landed in Africa, and by the time she like landed in Africa, that tweet that she sent out amongst the universe got her into trouble. Do you think anybody from Africa got mad? No, it was a bunch of white guilt assholes. Yes, that got all fucking pissed off, and were like, oh, "I can't believe you would say that. That's terrible." The folks in Africa are like, ninety-five percent of them aren't on Twitter, so they didn't even hear about it. The other five percent don't give a fuck because they're too busy fighting Ebola. Yes, and they yes, also they hope that she doesn't get Ebola. Joking aside, yeah, they, they got a little more important things. To yeah, they have more important things. To, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They have more important things to concern themselves with. Did you figure out who it was? Uh, hold on. Oh, look at Paul typing away with those two index fingers. Yeah, it's awesome. Dum 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 dum. How dum, one stu- How one stupid tweet blew up Justine Sacco's life. Justine Sacco. I don't know who that is. PR exec, he was fired from IAC. I mean, I'm going to read this. So they weren't famous, but fine. It still got her fired, though. Uh, here we go. She made, like, whoops. She made a long... God, quit doing this. Okay. She made a long journey from New York to South Africa. So that was Africa. To visit family during the holidays in 2013. Justine Sacco, 30-year-old and the senior director of corporate communications of IAC, began tweeting acerbic little jokes about uh, indignities of travel. There was one hour, excuse me, one about a fellow passenger on the flight from John F. Kennedy International Airport. Weird German dude, you're in first class. It's 2014, get some deodorant. (laughs) Inner monologue as I shake, as I inhale body odor. Thank God for pharmaceuticals. Then during her layover in Heathrow, chili cucumber sandwiches, Bad teeth back in London. <laughs> and on December 20th. That's funny. It is funny. They do have, they're known for their bad teeth. They are known there. and they laugh about their bad teeth. Yes. You know who got, who got offended by that one is the American Dental Association. Exactly. Five out of five dentists were offended by that joke. Oh God, here's, what the, here's the one that got her in trouble. Going to Africa, hope I don't get AIDS. Just kidding, I'm white. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay, the, that's the one that got her. <laughs> that's a little bit. She doesn't deserve to be fired, right? But if somebody was like, if like, I don't know, I'm trying to think. Like if Oprah, Oprah was like, that was not good. You're 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 kind of a, a shit human. She has only 170 Twitter followers. It says, yeah, but it blew up from yeah. there. Sacco boarded the plane. It was 11 hour flight, so she slept. When the plane landed in Cape Town was taxing on the runway she turned on her phone right away she got texts from someone she hadn't spoken to since high school quote i'm so sorry to see what's happening end quote <laughs> sacco looked at it baffled that was she's looking at you go wow you know what's going on you know and then that's kind of funny not so funny. like some of the shit that i've thrown out on twitter i'm sure i would get in trouble for right um if you guys really... Oh, the next best quote, oh. if you need to call me... Was, wait, you need to call me immediately. It was from her best friend, Hannah. Then her phone exploded with more texts and alerts. And then it rang. It was Hannah. You're the number one worldwide trend on Twitter right now. <laughs> <laughs> Something like 70 million Twitter tw- Twitter users. Sacco's Twitter <laughs> oh, feed became Christ. a horror show. Let me see if it has a number. I want to see if there's some numbers here if it talks about it. And then I'll quit talking about this. But anyway, that's an example, though. So she was... And that wasn't really very fun. I mean, really. I mean, it was I off get, color. Hope I don't get it. Wasn't AIDS. Even, I'm white. No, whatever. Just kidding. I'm white. Yeah. Which 
I mean, if you want to be a real dick about it, she's right. Sure. But it's not- a- if you go to if you go to the continent of Africa, specifically sub-Saharan Africa, <clears throat> as far as I know, they don't really have HIV and AIDS epidemic in North Africa. No. Just because there's not a lot of people that live there. Sub-Saharan Africa has a HIV and AIDS epidemic. It is and a they problem. Have, they have since the fucking beginning, uh, which is where it came from. It was, it was essentially, it was the African continent. Yeah. They have, yeah, they have a they have a problem with HIV and AIDS. They do. Yep. Uh, they also are really backwards hillbilly types. Like, there's people that go there to try and change things, and they're like, "Why? Well, we're not going to wear condoms." So you know, they, and they also have the weird misconceptions, like the. I know the folks speak Bantu, but I can't think of the like the the countries where it's at. But I know that it's a commonly held belief that the only way to cure, like, if you have HIV or full blown AIDS. That one of the remedies is to have sex with a virgin. Nice. Yeah. So one, not only does that not work, but you just gave, you probably just gave it yeah. to some woman that presumably was raped. Yeah. There's a whole host of problems over there. Again, nobody in Africa got offended by what she said. I'm fairly certain. Right. It was a bunch of other apologists elsewhere. And I'm no, I, I know I get thrown into that fucking category by people. But uh, honestly, again, like we said before, it's either everything or nothing. Right. The guys from South Park said that and made it very clear. And virtually anybody I know that has anything to do with entertainment and comedy agrees with that. The unfortunate thing is you have a bunch of sissy la-la types that just want to get angry because they have nothing else better to do. Right. This is why we should all just go back to working on farms. Okay. No, I don't want to work on a farm. I don't like it. It's not what I would do if I were on a farm. What I'd prefer to do. Probably drive the tractor. I mean, kind of work on the tractor a little bit, kind of tweak it a little bit. Yeah. No, you would have been like the dot, like Doc Brown, like when he went back, when he went (laughs) back to 1885. Yeah. And like invented this giant fucking refrigerator. All it it was is a giant ice machine. (laughs) I could see. People were amazed by the ice. Yeah. They were amazed by the one ice cube. It took five minutes to come out. Yeah. Or the, uh, the, his weird sniper rifle. Yes. With the telescoping mm. s- the scope. God, and I've only saw that movie once. I've seen, of course, Back to the Future a zillion times. But the original. The third one? The third one? Shit, the third one's my favorite. I know. No, I've only seen, like, I think of one of once. Seriously. It's kind of weird. What the fuck is wrong with I you? I don't know. I guess you were old. I was. wasn't that old. You're like, I was probably doing something else. Was 30. Busy. 20, was busy. Uh, it came out in 1990. Now you're like 25. Something like that. Yeah. It, it, anyway, 27. Yeah, the it just it gets fucking old seeing people uh, shit blow up. People even even to the little like the local thing like our like what the news article we were talking about. I'm gonna spare the man the indignity of bringing it up. It was a news article. It was about one of our one of our local politicians, mm-hmm. and people are talking shit about things that they have no idea what they're talking about. I can tell you right now. When it comes to what one of the things they were talking about, I am an expert because I went through the process, mm-hmm. and so was one of the other commenters. And this one guy just would not let it go. No. And he was being a fucking dick face. He has no clue what he's talking about, and he even admitted it. And he still stuck to his opinion, which is not fact. I uh, I jumped in a little bit a few days ago to a local event that happened here that you saw and were following. A lot of people didn't want to jump in, and I get it because it's, it's especially in this state, in this part of the state, and what it is. And it was the whoever the frick that kid was that burned that. American flag. Oh um, yeah, that people were called. Yeah, they. And no one even knows who it was. It wasn't it was, a protest. Yeah. People, for those of you that are outside the local area here, we have a local. But he burned tourist, a flag to get attention. Well, he somebody. Well, you say he could have been a woman. Sure. More than uh, likely not. 
Hell, it could have been a transgender, queer, Tumblr, social justice warrior. I think they were probably gay. Probably drove uh, a Subaru. Yeah. Oh, my God. Not all gays drive Subarus. I know. Some of them drive Jeep Cherokees. <laughs> That's a Home Depot joke. So somebody right? burned. Somebody burned an American flag as it was hanging on a, right. on a flagpole at one of the local tourist and destinations here And people were openly town. saying they wanted to literally kill the guy. Yeah, they're like, they, they should be punishable by death. Right. Now, so I decided to jump in and said, you know, this is protected under the con- people. I, it's constitutionally I, I can, protected I can, I can, free speech. Of that exact thing. Yeah. I can promise you the vast majority of the people who made those comments did not know that. No. Did or not know that. Even if they did know, they forgot or didn't give a shit about the Supreme Court. Supreme Court's not that's not my now, Supreme Court. Right. Except it's the law of the fucking land. Right. Now it's not something that I would do. It's not I'm not into burning the i it's not I, me at all. I wouldn't I would absolutely never But but I yeah. but I don't the problem was, and I'm not for or, or I'm kind of like more against it than I'm for it, of course, but it is freedom of speech, and that's the first amendment of the Constitution. Period. End of story. Yeah, there's no. Do there's, we have freedom of speech or don't we? As abhorrent as that is, may not like it, but that's what the Constitution or what the Supreme Court said. Right. It's part of it. It may make your stomach turn. Your right. What is it? Your right to. What is it? The, what does fucking face say? Uh, your right to throw a punch ends at my nose. Right. Right. That's and, and that period. That's it. Now. And people it, will be horribly offended at this event. And I get that, but they were talking about all this. So you're, you know, fine. If you go find this guy and literally sing him by the balls and stab him in the gut with a pitchfork, guess who's going to? He would never have gone to jail. Yeah, he would never. He have or gone she. To, yeah, but well, you're going they, to prison forever. They would have. They would have fined him for destruction of, of yeah. public property, but pro- personal or, or property, person, someone's personal something, property, depending. something like that. Yeah, it would have, and that's and that's it. It's constantly if he wanted to burn. If somebody wants to burn the flag, I don't like it. Like you said, right. I don't like it. It's not something I would ever do, but. You know, I'll defend to the death the right to and and I to told myself to, to, to do that. I was thinking it, about it. Am I going to jump in here or not? All people going to see this are going to hate my hate my ass. And I said, "Fuck it, I don't care because I'm just going to try at least, haha, good good on me. Try to educate some people and say this sucks, but it is protected. Right? Do you want to really have a conversation or just be a dick behind a keyboard and just rant and rave and get everybody else to jump in and start wanting to set things on fire and find this guy? And, th- and I think that's part of the problem is that people are so bored. Yeah. That they just get outraged, they're just so they're just so offended. Right. They get they just get super offended by by anything and everything, every little and, fucking thing. And I know there are local businesses who are trying to raise money. There are raising money about finding the guy and pressing arson. That kind of you know what would have been the best thing to happen to this? It, nothing. That would have been the best thing if it wasn't in the paper. If it if no one commented on it and it just went away because that guy girl whatever wouldn't have gotten the attention and it wouldn't have and they would probably never do it again because it didn't elicit the reaction yeah, it, that they ex- wanted exactly. instead you had all these right. ass hats with their pitchforks and their goddamn torches looking to string this guy up girl up whatever mm-hmm. uh it could have been uh, uh fucking homosexual lizard i don't care but that's part of the outrage culture in a way it, a little it, bit i it, know it's, it, more, it's it a first abs- amendment it it's different america absolutely but, is a, a yeah. part of the outrage culture and it's not the person who that torch the flag it's the person the all the dipshits that are like let's fucking string them up that's my flag no except that that flag represents the very right that, that they have to burn exactly the flag. it is kind and, of and, an, and i i'm sure i didn't come up with this phrase it is and again i wouldn't do it but it is the ultimate expression of freedom in a way or it, one it, of one it, of the it ultimate really expression. is as shitty as that sounds yeah it, it, it kinda, does it, it does it sound awful is. it's also like the 
And, and in that whole string of comments from those people, some 250 comments on this oh, one story. Oh, it wouldn't stop. It wouldn't stop. And, and all throughout those are several ve- veterans that are just like, well, I didn't fight and my friends didn't fight and die for this country so, some so somebody could torture that. I'm like, actually, they kind of did. After the Supreme Court ruled on it, they absolutely did. And there were other veterans that did chime in too to, to defend this too and say, hey, I am a veteran. I, yeah. You know, and I don't like it either, but I'm, you know, they have the right to do it. Yeah. You it's know? shitty. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was a, kind of a, you know, kind of a Boy Scout when it comes to shit like that. I don't even like it when people wear American flag shirts and mm. pants and things like that. Like, I don't, I don't, I personally, I think that's, I don't find it offensive. I just think it's, it's unpatriotic. But then, then we. Now you're back to that topic. We're back yeah. to. Nationalism. Nationalism. Like Doug Stan. Like, you can be proud of your country, but there's a, there's a fine line between patriotism and nationalism. Mm-hmm. And nationalism, folks, is the rise of nationalism uh, after about 1905. The rise of nationalism in Europe is what got us Stalin. It got us Hitler. Hitler. It got us Mussolini. Franco, a little bit later on. All these horrible fucking things. And that's exactly... I mean, it was... And- the, and right now the Germans don't tolerate nationalism, and they don't at fucking I mean, all. They, they even do a little not bit. tolerate. They go, nope, it, not going because they know road. where it goes. They know yeah. where it leads. It's right. a bad thing. And I'm not saying that people who are proud of their country are nationalists, but you can sure as shit kind of pick out the ones that are like, eh, you're definitely a little bit radicalized. Like you're mm-hmm. you're not strapping bombs to your chest and blowing up like mosques yet, but you're fucking close. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Du- it, any of you people really want to be enlightened a little bit about some of the bullshit associated with nationalism, look up Doug. Just Google Doug Stanhope nationalism. nationalism and it's five minutes of his one of his skits. It's yeah. five minutes of absolute brilliance. It's been going around the Facebook. The Facebook, yeah. <laughs> Lately. It, it makes its rounds every once in a while. Yeah, I'm sure it was on MySpace at one point, too. <laughs> It's it like it's funny. like as soon as the old folks get a hold, and when I say old, I don't mean an actual age. I just mean out of touch, because mm-hmm. you can be twenty five and old. Oh yeah, just f- want to throw that out there for the actual old folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, it's like anytime the old folks get a hold of something, that's when it it just turns to trash. That's why MySpace failed, and that's why Facebook is on the verge of failing, and that's why and, and then that's why we have the present we have. Yeah, but anyway. Now you're bashing Trump. I'm not bashing Trump. I'm just saying that's why we have the fucking. It's been proven the Russian bots were like helped helped sway mm-hmm. public opinion using social media. Oh yeah, no, it was. I I believe it was. Again, and people say that too, and we mentioned this is that I'm not. If I don't say something complimentary about Trump, or I said, look, I'm just not really, you know. Yeah, well, Hillary Clinton wasn't much. Uh, you, hey, oh, cool down, buddy. Yeah, oh. wasn't a Hillary Clinton fan either. Nope, not was even a little not bit. Not the best. Is that all we could do? No. Like I, I mean, said, she. I, I, I put like right before the election happened. I put uh, put that up on again on the Facebook. It was a picture of Hillary that said, "This is everything that's wrong with politics," and then a picture of Trump that says, "This is everything that's wrong with culture." Mm-hmm. And these are the two that we have to choose from. Now, granted, at the time I was still registered libertarian. And I really liked Gary Johnson. I really liked a lot of the things he had to say. Uh, the the other libertarian slash Green Party candidate, the batshit crazy lady, I cannot fucking remember her name, but I hope she never runs again because I can't believe that she got a few hundred thousand votes. It blew my mind. Yeah. Uh, and, and something. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um. But it's true. Like, Hillary was awful. Trump was awful. Mm-hmm. But I will say this. 
I, I wouldn't say that I agree with most of the things that Trump's doing. At least he's doing the things that he said he was going to do. And That's he did very it in true. very yeah. short fucking order, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that actually kind of blew my mind. I don't agree with what he's doing. I, I think it's going to I think we're going to spend decades undoing it, uh, especially the economic policies, which people people far fucking smarter than me. Explain big, explain is, it like the ter- the starting trade wars. and Oh, shit it's, and it's just, going right now, man. People are fucking freaked out. People are freaked out like mm-hmm. and, and insulted. Like I know people there's people in Canada that don't like Justin Trudeau. I know that there's a hell of a lot more people in Canada that do like Justin Trudeau and yep. they loved his dad, too. Yep. Uh, and. It, he's also making inroads. Like he, he also has done almost everything since he, he, that he said he was going to do during the campaign. There's a large. I think it's starting what this this weekend uh, economic summit. It's in I believe it's in Canada, isn't it? Yeah, like it's starting or it's going on now or it's starting. And this is going to be wonderful with Merkel and Trump together because he, you know, he kind of started this trade war. I'd kind of like to see Merkel just kind of just. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe strap on like an old Jeremy Armin helmet and just like just goose step all over fucking Trump. <laughs> that would be funny. Uh, she's like, I'll show you the nationalism and just like, just like, right. dun, 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 like just an old Nazi right. march plays See, in the you know, background. We, she said, we, we got nationalism down pretty good a few decades ago. Yeah. We were, you know, yeah. You guys really aren't there yet, but you're, you're working it's on it. It's fucking terrible. It's so bad. <laughs> I but but then again I don't know like uh, when when Tr- uh, Trudeau first met Trump did you ever see that clip you know Trump has that aggressive handshake that he does yes to try yeah. and intimidate people sure great business tactic makes mm-hmm. perfect sense strong handshake and uh, strong handshake is is good establishing dominance through right. like through uh, and without letting physical. it go and pulling the person closer and it, it there's abs- all kinds of things you can it's do it's fucking super smart and actually yeah. I I read uh, the art of the deal and mm-hmm. he talks about there's like half a chapter about that. Mm-hmm. About nonverbal communication and how you can use that to you know to your advantage, while, like even before you even make the deal, uh, and it shows confidence and this and that and the other thing. It's also good with women as well. So, no, you just Trump tried to do that them. to Trudeau, and Trudeau fucking is almost two inches taller. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think Trump realized how big Justin Trudeau is because he's like six five, like he's a big dude, yeah. and uh went to do that handshake thing and and Trudeau actually pulled him closer and caught him off guard and I thought that was fucking funny as hell. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, yeah, he yeah, he speaks like five languages and, and his first language is French." But let's not forget sure. all, all the things that France did before. Like I, that's the, the the other thing that bugs the shit out of me about these ignorant fucking assholes. And that's why I love Stan Hope opening up that nationalism bit about the French. Yeah, the French, they fucking wouldn't have had to bail them out us. two world war two world wars. They'd be speaking German. Okay. We did we, that? Did we? What does he say? Did we do that? I know I blacked out after four or five shots of Jägermeister, but I don't... I Did, did we do that? Was that before or after we went midnight run to Denny's and <laughs> didn't have the money and the, the, all that shit? <laughs> I don't remember doing the, saving the French, though. But I, I think people... For, they yeah. they tend to forget like that, that France kind of ruled the fucking world. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and had the greatest standing army for like 500 years. Right. Which is longer than we've been a nation. Yeah, we're kind of falling apart right now. Yeah, so nah, I wouldn't say we're falling apart. We still march all over the face of the earth if we needed That's to. That's true. That's true. This is still like, I don't give a shit that that China has. Uh, the, the, last, the last number I heard was uh, about 10 million more people in their standing army than we have in our nation. Right. They're like 360 million or something like it, that, 340 million. The, the, the sheer numbers, what China has, and like there's some kind of deal, like there are more 
geniuses or something in China now than we have all students together. Right. Or I don't know. The, the, the numbers are just staggering. But also kind of begs the question, one, how much of those numbers are true? Because it's China. Sure. Like, I realize that new China, this new China, I get it. Mm-hmm. They're changing things. Things are, they're, they're doing some, they're starting to do some stuff right, you know, yeah. uh, rather than putting lead in everything. Uh, and they realize that, they, you, you know, you, a whole and, generation of people that are. And, and they're starting to lead electric technology and solar and they're getting away from coal. They're starting to yeah. get, we're saying we can't do this anymore. We're killing everybody. Our cities are fucked up and they're finally admitting it, you know. And they're, yeah. They're, and, they're and, trying to really rapidly and make this happen. And they're still, like, and they're cutting down their their carbon emissions and da, 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 all that stuff. But I also know that at the true heart is red China. It's and kind I'm of fucked there's up. still a lot of propaganda. Yeah. So when they say that they have 300 plus million people in their standing army, it's probably closer to like 10 million. Like I have no doubt in my mind there's not that many people there. But also, they don't have the technology that we do. Right. So like I, I don't know. I, I I still I still 100% believe that United States military could still march all over. We could could fucking invade most of the world if we needed to. Well, one of the I, I, you can't really say that. This could go on and on, but I, I know what you're saying. Ten, well, in the style of warfare that that, that is, yeah, is, but is we don't really now. have. There's a big, it's a big world out there, and it would really spread us really, really, really thin. We don't have that many high tech fighters. We, well, you know, what we many. should have on on this fucking podcast is some people that play uh, Risk. <laughs> okay, sure. I never played it. I never once played it. I, 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 I understand the strategy behind it. I just never got around to playing the game. Mm-hmm. But apparently, it's still taught in some military like academies. Sure, because it's, it's for training it's for str- strategy. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, uh, what, what is that other game? It's, it's like stra- Stratego. Stratego. Yeah, there we go. Also, Stratego. I never played that one either. I didn't buy that one. Are we done? Are Are you done? I'm done for right oh, now. Poor Paul. I Paul's know. done. Paul. Paul, do you have anything else to add? Like, nationalism is stupid Sasuke. outrage culture is stupid it's like it's a loaded question like you're trying to lead me down a, a direction Sacco and Vanzetti were uh, were they were they wrongfully convicted I don't know do you remember do you have any idea what I'm talking about not right at the moment the anarchists time. from the, no. God damn from it. where never mind it was a joke and it fell flat on its fucking oh, face okay. and I'm sure Vicky McLean knows who I'm talking about I'm sure she does and maybe David Rice and nobody else will fucking get it good Sacco and Vanzetti okay. google it I will Doug Stanhope Nash check, check it out stupid and uh, hey we're gonna have a guest on the next uh, yeah we got some cool guests lined up yeah. coming up here soon yeah so that's gonna it's be about good. time thank it's god it's about fucking time Oh, y'all. And, and there will be no cussing on the next episode. So there shan't be any. Shan't. It'll be very limited. All right, Dan. Got anything else? No. Say good night, Joe. Me neither. Good night, Joe.